Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 30th of June 2013. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today, Robert Kemp and Zachary Burgess. Summer, it happened. It finally <laughs> happened for this one day, yeah, probably, fuck. <laughs> where we have to be inside recording a podcast. In 20, Dad's exceptionally hot room. It's 27 degrees at least. I, I don't know, I think I've had, I've had hotter rooms, definitely. Like, my room in Southampton for the last year oh, was... was rooms that I've, never, I've, I've yeah. never seen that room. Do you not remember my old my bedroom in Needham? Yeah. That was possibly the fucking hottest room ever created by me. It was on two sun-facing walls yeah. in a house with ridiculously good insulation after my parents had it fitted, yeah. like, purposefully done to have cavity wall insulation. It was just the worst... Actually, that house was generally awful for like, like on those on the living that living room side, which is always. Oh man, it's so hot in there. Jeez, not the orange room is anywhere near as hot as our house because of a, a fucking giant burning fire. The Argo of Doom. I'm not, I don't. And understand. if you set that up wrong, that will fuck you up real good. It's like what my dad always does because it has a there's a knob on the back that's meant to control like how much heat goes into the central heating somehow. Right. And I have no idea how that actually works. And I also <laughs> don't know what setting to set it on, so I just leave it alone. <laughs> two. That's why quite possibly. But two, is that your recommended oh, setting? Two. But apparently when Dad does cooking, he, like, fiddles with it and then forgets and then leaves it and then it just... All the heat goes into the central heating and it just gets insane. And because of the way... Because... Do you think he should just leave it? Well, he should, but or he should put it back. He should remember to put it back. Does he turn it down while he's cooking so that when the so there's up, more heat in the cooker? In the yeah. cooker, yeah. And then he doesn't set it back right. Oh, he sets it back too far, yeah, and then he floods the house yeah. with heat. Can't, right. you just, can't you just leave it off, like so? There's no central heating going to the house. Well, no, because the trouble with the trouble with that whole system is you have to actually have it sort of in a balance because you can't if you can't. Basically, there always has to be at least one radiator on in our house because it has to vent some of the heat out of the central heat all so, the like, time. Could you not like just build a radiator on the outside of your house? <laughs> yes, you could, in theory, for, for, for precisely this purpose. Well, we don't want any heat inside the house. So basically, vent we, it. basically, you just we just always have the bathroom heaters on, huh. which kind of oh. sucks sometimes. Oh, so that's why they're always why? on because <laughs> you have to vent the heat somewhere. Yeah, and what other room? Oh, are you I going see. To oh, I see. You need, like, heaters on the freaking outside of the freaking house that you can turn on and off Man, to, like, heat the elements. Just, that's the worst, going for a sweaty shit. Yeah, just, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Luckily we, luckily, we have two bathrooms now, so firstly, it's halved between them, mm. and secondly, you can specifically choose yeah. whichever one of the two bathrooms is cooler at that specific time. <laughs> it is always boiling in your freaking bathroom. I never realised that before. Is that why? Yeah, yeah that is why. Yeah. Amazing. Well, in so, fairness, your old computers never used to help as well. Like even at sixty-four, your your room was always pretty warm because of the glowing radiance of the Pentium Four. Yeah, sixty-four. <laughs> that's what my room. No, yeah, yeah, at sixty-four, Jamie. Oh, right. My old yeah, house. Yeah. yeah. So, like that's what my computers always do. Like in my current room, but luckily I have I have more windows in my current room than I did at Jovian at the sixty-four because mm. I only had those that one. And there was no way to really get through drafts through that place because I, then I'd have to like go to your bedroom and open your windows. <laughs> True. Yeah, that would have to happen. 
So if you were confused by that, listeners, uh, Zach has like an Arga Range Master style cooking system yep, slash just a big house pile of coal. thing. So, look, <laughs> so just look that up on Wikipedia if you want to know the ins and outs of that insanity. Also, if you know when the apocalypse happens, yeah, there's there's a convenient supply of coal out the back of my house. Yeah, so you you could have a convenient fuel supply for like a few months, maybe. Hey. If you imagine it. It's not a bad place for the apocalypse compared to because if you lose electricity. But the trouble is you're in a dip. You want to be up high in the apocalypse, in the zombie apocalypse or something, so you can, like, look down on the zombies coming towards you. <laughs> I'm not sure the, <coughs> the height advantage is that important for zombies, specifically. And also in Suffolk, there's, like, nowhere that's high. I know, but, I mean, they could they could come, like, over the railway embankment and you wouldn't even know they're <laughs> no, there. they're coming. Yeah. But then who, no one lives on that side of the railway. No. You've got the river before there's any more houses. That's true, that's true. If there's, if there's a problem with, the, with my house for the apocalypse, it is that it's in the river valley. So if there's a flooding apocalypse, yeah. then you might be fine. Then you're in trouble, yeah. You'll be the first to know. On the other hand, our house doesn't get, like, there's no flooding. Flooding doesn't really come near our house because of the railway. That's true. That blocks off most of the stuff coming from the river. Yep. And then it's at, like... Or you get because in Needham, it's like the railway bridge is the only place it comes under from the lake. <laughs> oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, local knowledge. Yep, floods, apocalypses. It yeah. floods down by if you are on the between the tracks and the uh, like and yeah, the, uh, obviously river. the yeah. actual side of the river between the railways. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that lots of floods down by the camping grounds. But we're pretty good, and also theoretically. Theoretically, for the apocalypse, you could even maybe, if you had some skill, you could repair the pump that's down on, down on the front path because that used to work at one point. Oh yeah, point. did it? it you, I think yeah. When we moved in, it still slightly functioned. You probably would have wanted to drink it even then. But <laughs> what did it pump water from? From out of the aquifer. I mean, because okay. it's right down in the bottom of the valley, so it's like oh okay, not so that far down. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. Or you could just go down to Pop Street at the other end of Needham. Which also doesn't work. No. <laughs> but that one's probably in a better state of repair than the one at our house. Depends how many cars have hit it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It is just right there. Like, in the middle of the street, pretty So, much. yeah. Needham Market, clearly the stronghold for your apocalyptic needs. Well, it's got a relatively... Well, I suppose any kind of, like, small village may be the best place for... Well, I don't know. But, like, just how much food is there going to be accessible in a small village is the question. Do you, well, I always, I, I always, do you really need to be in like on the outskirts of a city so you can go to just like Asda or something? <laughs> yeah, but that would all get looted in like a day. <laughs> so we'll cut. Yeah, but the point is, there's more people in a kind of they're more concentrated. So even mm-hmm. if you consider that lo- like lots of people might be dead, there's still a higher concentration population in the cities who are going to loot all the food. So you'd have to you'd be sharing it between more people, maybe. It depends on what the ratio of food to people is at any one time in the city centre. <laughs> I think Suffolk's the base, best place to be in terms of, like, sustaining yourself with agriculture. Like, you could... <laughs> yeah, you probably. Could, you, that's not a bad place, probably. Well, the, I think the main... Fertile, we don't soil, get a lot of rain. Well, no, but the problem oh, with that true. is it might not be fertile. Because it's, it's, like, probably by now it's all reliant on fertilisers, isn't that's it? That's true. <laughs> You'd have to, like, find the allotments. you go to the allotments and, like, kill anyone who went anywhere near. <laughs> and, like, afford... Fortify the allotments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the place to be. You just have to like find someone somewhere will have a book on how to farm organically. <laughs> well, there'll probably just be a shit ton of dead bodies lying around. That's good fertilizer, so you know. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's it. Well, it depends if you can. Could you fertilize with zombie infection? 
<laughs> with like, dead when we're in zombies. Yeah, would you, would you, it's like if you eat a carrot that's been grown inside a zombie corpse, you can contract the zombie virus from the carrot. I'd, I'd wager you would. I don't think, I don't know. How, depends how long viruses survive out, whether it's a virus or whether it's a bacteria or a fungus or whatever. I'm not, yeah, if it was zombies, I'm not sure I'd fertilise my ground with zombies. That's the other reason you yeah, don't want to be in a city in an apocalypse, because all those dead bodies. That's true. You got all that bacteria and shit. That's true. It's not a good place. Lower, po- lower population density means you just have, have fewer bodies to shove out of the way. <laughs> Clearly. You probably want to be somewhere like mountainous, to be honest. Don't you? But then, then that makes farming you... hard. Yeah, well, what would you eat? That's true. Rams. And also, you like exposure. You don't want to be too high up. Yeah. You could be a cattle rancher. Like in the mountains. Well, assuming but the cows right. can survive. Yeah, they've got to eat. Cows eat the grass, then you eat cows. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the transition from, like, animals surviving the transition from, like, intensive care and farming to, like, practically wild farming again. <laughs> That'd be the problem. You'd want to go go out there to one of those farms that are already doing that. Like, yeah. Angus beef or whatever. Sure. <laughs> Without what about, used to the what about more the environment in America, those sort of like relatively sparsely done populated areas where you could become a proper rancher. You just want goats, basically. Goats. Yeah. yeah. Goats will do it. They're like cockroaches. They be animals. <laughs> They're like mammal cockroaches. Mammal cockroaches. <laughs> what? They'll survive nukes. No, they're just like hardy. <laughs> yeah, goats are pretty hardy. You don't, you don't hear of people really eating goat meat very often, though. Well, they do. Just not in, our, not in our country. I don't think it's probably not that it's nice. It's probably not that great. It's probably quite tough. But they do cheese, oh. so, you know. Yeah, you can get cheese and milk and all that. Well, milk and then cheese. All that stuff. Yeah. And Good. they eat random stuff. Yeah. More, they, more easier to cope with than massive freaking cows, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, although cows be like... And probably quite easy, easier to kill as well. <laughs> I'm not yeah, quite sure how much of it. Also, could, could cows become zombified? <laughs> well, that's a whole different problem. That, that might, if yeah. the wildlife starts becoming zombies, then you're in a lot more trouble. That's yeah. true. That's zombie true. bees. <laughs> Zom- zombies. But then, zombies. But then would they only eat each other? Like, would, would do zombies... Do, do they detect the brains of non-bees? Yeah, are, are zombies species-specific? Like, do, do like man zombies like only eat men? Or, or would they go for your dog? But you wouldn't be able or, to keep a herd of zombie cows then, because they just eat each other, so you'd have to yeah. separate them. But, would the, the but they're like herbivores to start with, so would they have any impulse to eat meat even when they were zombies? That's true. Or would they just eat a lot of grass? But we don't have a particular <laughs> impulse to eat brains, even though we do eat meat. Well, but the, the brains, is, that's just a... That's more. That's more specific. I'm pretty sure zombies would just eat whatever. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, the whole zombie virus thing is probably more a psychological disorder, isn't it? Like, in that respect, as to why you want to go eat. We don't really necessarily eat brains, do you? When you're like in modern zombie culture, is no. it? it's all just you just eat people. Yeah, they gave up the idea of the brains thing. It's kind of tricky to get. It. I suppose it's kind of difficult <laughs> to get at someone's brains. Yeah, it's actually. I don't think most zombies would actually have the dexterity <laughs> to get inside someone's skull, even if they are stronger than average. Mm. Skulls are quite hard. That's true. Relatively speaking. And zombies are quite floppy. Most, most zombie <laughs> stories are pretty dumb anyway. Like, just how zombies work just doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Yeah. Didn't Need a Market kind of have an actual apocalypse in the past? Yeah, of like the Black the, Death. Yeah, the Black Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that whole chain house thing? Yeah, yeah chain yeah. house road is literally because they chained the bottom of the road up to 
to signify that. Or supposedly, it's like I never understood it's, that. It's story. only symbolic. But yeah, they were like, we laid a chain down the middle of the road, and this half was the good half, and this half was the bad half, and that totally oh, doesn't I stop I, anyone I, walking across. I thought it. that they just put a chain across the street at the bottom to sort of signify that you know, past this point is dangerous. Maybe I don't know. I thought the Who chain knows? went all the way up the causeway or something. Yeah, I thought it went up Chain House Road, like the whole thing. Huh. But not like that. Not like a fence. It's no, not a fence no, house. No. Road. Oh no, the, the causeway was for taking the bodies, <laughs> the dead bodies yeah. to the to the because Neven didn't have a church at one point. Right. So the nearest church was wherever Balaam, no, not Balaam, the other one. Oh right. So, so they they actually had to take the bodies to that church. <laughs> Wasn't just because more local knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. History. The history of Needham Market. Well, like two thirds of the population died or something. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. As is the case with most places, really. Yeah. In that time. So that doesn't really bode well for like apocalypse surviving in in small village. No, does it? That's a different kind of apocalypse. It's a similar kind of infection, and they infection thing. Yeah, but they, they they didn't. They just killed them. It didn't make them eat each other. So yeah, like that, that's a multiplier, isn't it? But I, I, the other thing I always wonder about when you you talk about like zombies and stuff. If zombies are eating each other, or you know, are eating human living, <laughs> yeah, how many humans are actually? Do they leave enough uneaten that they can turn into zombies? If you know what I mean, what's the ratio of how much person has to be eaten before they just die, as opposed to going zombie? Yeah, I guess, like, in most cases, zombies are mostly intact. It's not like most of them are missing an arm or something where that's been eaten. Yeah, so it sort of suggests that actually zombies are the ones that, like, like just got a scratch or something or survived an encounter, and then they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, they were hidden away enough to, to transition to zombies. Because presumably there'll be a point where, like... Because yeah, zombies only go after living people. So yeah. presumably if you survive long enough hidden away where zombies can't see you, then eventually you just turn into a zombie. And then they don't target you any longer. Also, that's the other dumb thing. Yeah, if zombies aren't species-specific, it's like, how do they know whether something is non-zombie or not? And then don't they just, wouldn't they just eat each other and then the apocalypse would solve itself? <laughs> <laughs> or like they they eat each other and then they just end up with like one super zombie, <laughs> which is like the toughest of all zombies. I also I also wonder like not many zombie like fiction t- you know approaches the idea of like actually they need some sort of energy to power their muscles. Really, it's like you know twenty eight days later um, tackled that and they all basically starved. Right. Yeah. Um, spoiler sense. alert. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, it's a bit like the War of the Worlds, isn't it? Like yeah. oh they got cold and now they. There aren't many things that tackle that concept. You will just run out of energy, and it won't take that long. No. But, I mean, presumably there's, like... There's, it's quite a long period where there'll be plenty of dead bodies on... Like, I guess they don't target dead bodies, though. That's, that's the dumb thing about dumb thing, yeah. Like, if they ate everything, then they can survive a lot longer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if they ate from fridges or whatever in the apocalypse, yeah. they could... They could I'm not sure zombies are an evolutionary trait, though. You know, it wouldn't be... <laughs> that depends on what fiction you're talking about. Yeah, I guess. Zombies. Zombies. We are done. I don't know why they're... Why are zombies, like, so ubiquitous <coughs> now? You know what I mean? We went through a phase, like, you know, zombies were a genre, but now it's like, pretty much everything is zombies. Yeah, do you think that's all a phase zombies, or all the think... time? Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I, I hope so. Maybe it's like World War Two shooters. It's like maybe, maybe there'll come a point where we're done with them. I'm kind of hoping they come back. To be honest, well, yeah, World everything in moderation. 
Can you imagine a World War Two shooter with like amazing modern graphics? It'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. I mean, yeah, you're retreading old ground, and you kind of have to. You probably have to pace those out more. You'd have to do it differently, which is as in not necessarily the Call of Duty two way. Yeah. You'd have to think of another way of doing it. How many beach landings can you fit? Can <coughs> they not just fucking make a new? Just make up a fucking war for God's sake! Yeah. You don't have to have well, World War Two shooters where it's based on the actual battles of World War Two, and modern shooters where it's based on modern conflicts like Afghanistan. We could do like the, maybe well, <laughs> the modern shooters are based on fake wars generally. Cause yeah, it's but too do you mean you could do more what the Japanese games seem to have a fascination with, which is like European wars but set in a sort of fantasy context, like Valkyria Chronicles? Or, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't think that would work for a general FPS Western dude bro audience. Unfortunately, I, I would really I, like, I'd like to, to see play that game. That. Yeah, I'd play that game. But I, the settings of those shows are great. Like you know, or you know, shows and old games are, are normally work out to be pretty interesting because it's like Europe, but there's enough different and enough weirdness there to keep it fresh. Well, will the, how like. How dude-bro-y is World War Two even, man? <laughs> like, oh, it was, I think now that we've gone into the modern combat age, it's like, can you go back? Yeah, people don't fist no, bump in the 1940s. <laughs> no, that's true. A lot of people were big fans of that wave of uh, things, you know, same Private Run and Brandon Brothers. Yeah, that. there was a sudden run. There was a, there was a Maybe they need to do, like, Far Cry and go, go like, Blood Dragon. <laughs> that's even more dude-bro-y, surely. If you'd set, like, a first-person shooter in a, like, fake World War Two, except in the 80s. <laughs> Oh, that would be pretty funny. What, like uh, um, space Nazis and shit? Yeah. Well, not not space, but what was that? Neon. What was that film where the Nazis survived on the moon? Yeah, and I, can't back? I can't remember what it's called. Or apparently the new Wolfenstein. Yeah. yeah, now that looked quite... Yeah, that's exactly the new Wolfenstein. I saw the trailer for that. Obviously, the game's going to be shit because all Wolfenstein <laughs> games are shit. But that, that trailer looked pretty cool. Yeah, Wolfenstein's one of those series where I really, <laughs> I really wish they weren't middling games yeah because the like the setting always seems so really quite interesting and well this I, one I, was like super it even had like nazis goose dipping over the abbey road like uh, uh <laughs> yeah zebra crossing it's freaking oh, that's, awesome that's awesome like, i think they could probably stupid. do without nazis at this point though i mean like that's the whole thing of Wolfenstein. but that's the trouble well, what, like, the, what, what you need is more alternate history i suppose yeah. games like you know what if the russians won or what if <laughs> Italy mysteriously like, rose up and conquered everyone? This is an FPS sequel to Red Alert 2, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'd play that. Yeah. Well, not yeah. Red Alert 2. Red Alert 1, maybe. But you, yeah, you want really, Slightly more serious. You want to do some really bonkers stuff, like involved like, countries perhaps that weren't involved, or like little little ones, like, oh, suddenly Zimbabwe takes over the earth. <laughs> Something like that. Or, oh my god, everywhere has been overrun by Turkey. So there's kebab houses on every corner. It's not Starbucks. I don't know if that that might be a bit too like racist. No, a bit that. too like generalized <laughs> in the in the alternate historyness. Yeah, where it's just like if there's just kebab houses everywhere, I think you've like maybe got a bit too simplistic in your <laughs> in your alternate universe. <laughs> that, that's the one signifying feature. Spread it everywhere. I was quite impressed. Like McDonald's took over the earth. Like, <laughs> you like, mean it hasn't? Yeah, McDonald's versus Burger King in an epic face-off. <laughs> that sounds like the, that sounds like a game they'd actually make. But you'd play as Burger King because you'd be the underdog. Is Burger King even the underdog? Compared to the McDonald's, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what if you're wimpy? 
Yeah, they oh yeah, that would be awesome. Freaking wimpy. And they'd be like, all, all the enemies that like, you were shooting, they were constantly shouting, fuck you with your knives and forks and your plates. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, my burger's awesome, shut up. So, so wimpy would be all like, oh, fuck, we need to break the, we need to get a, get a foothold in America. What do we do? Go for Denny's. It's <laughs> allied with White Castle. Yeah, take over Denny's. No, they'd all trample all over wimpy, wouldn't they? Yeah. Even White Castle. The In and Out burger. Ah, uh, but they could outwit them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Wimpy still exists and it yeah. definitely does it definitely, there's one in Ipswich is there? yeah it's probably should... still one in Stone Market probably probably oh, yeah, yeah. is that one still there? I don't know I haven't been there recently I uh, haven't been there in like 10 years no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I see no reason to go to the Stone Market no, High Street it's, it's like, like ever a, yeah there is no there's no reason for Stone Market <laughs> well Stone Market has like there's a huge number of new houses in Stone Market. It's a fairly nice place to live, I'll give you that. So but what's it's, going it's not on massively there? practical. It's just got the schools, that's all they're in. Yeah. Really. It's but got that's the, what the I'm massive wondering. high school. And... Like, the high school must take a whole bunch of more people now because that's, like, doubled the size of the number of houses. Or not doubled, but, like... Yeah, there isn't... There, there's there's a the huge new development new... is massive. massive. Yeah, I mean, really massive. Huge. And you can understand why, because it's right next to a station with regular trains to London mm. and, like, and Suffolk. But, yeah, nice. they're just branching out the commuter route aren't they it's yeah like, Ipswich is full move on to Stone Market <laughs> and it's got that Tesco's there and everything but it's like surely there are people who've moved there a different type of people to your average Stone Market people <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> like isn't Philippa Lovell and stuff like the oh, Barlow guess, yeah. type they're not Stone Market people and yet they live in Stone Market now so maybe the character of the town will change what, to become Stone a bit market. more, to become a bit more arty. You know what I mean? I mean, a bit more sophisticated. Yeah, potentially. Stone Market could be the new upper class venue. No, no, it <laughs> that's what I thought. It does have one thing I do want to go to in in Stone Market. Bizarrely, is that that John Peel like um, uh, center yeah. for performing arts? <laughs> He's actually, actually, looks, only... actually looks really cool. The like, they've got bands playing and stuff. I did. Yeah. Done. Yeah, I was like, I heard about it a while back, and it looks like it's quite well put together. Got good lighting and everything. They have mm. some fun bands and stuff. And then I hear that they elected a UKIP councillor, and it's like, oh, no, oh, I don't no. want to go there. As you do. I don't want to go there. <laughs> anyway, Stone Market. <laughs> yeah. Stone Market. So, so I actually I had a Burger King the other day. Yeah, it's been so long. Did you go to like, the fancy new Burger King? I wouldn't go to the fancy new Burger King. Oh, where's this? Uh, in, on London Road in Ipswich. Oh, yeah. It's, it's where the McDonald's is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, you have to compete. Uh, yeah, that's finished and open now. And it's uh, they've changed the chips. Oh, no. Again? They've changed the chips, yeah. They're not quite as crispy as they should be, but they're bigger. Oh, they like, want bigger chips. They're not, like, not they like oven chips, like no, 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 they're not. They're not thick, like you know, McCain like home fries, pub chips, or anything, shit. but they are a little bit thicker. And it's like, no, you want the smallest fries possible yes. for maximum filthy surface area. Yeah, yeah. You want the, you don't actually want the potato. You want the crispy shit on the outside. Yeah, but the I guess still potato. But... <laughs> but it's like a, a it's like a weird dipping batter, isn't it? For like the BK fries, it's not just oil or something. Or... I don't even know. What do you well, because it bubbles. Fries, like, right? the, the, yeah, the, the sort of outside of the chip sort of bubbles slightly. Which it's suggested it's some kind of light batter, I guess. Oh. They, still, they, they still taste the same, but I found them not quite as crispy. And it's like, mm. crispy. well, it could just be new stuff. It could just be new stuff. Yeah, they might just be bad. Yeah, <laughs> do, you have, nice do you have a whopper? Or I had a whopper. Pasty. I remember I, that time I, I asked for a whopper in McDonald's. Oh no, it's the other way around, wasn't it? Do you remember? Oh, well, were you there? Big Mac at BK. No, yeah. 
It was in Southampton. It was right. uh, on the uh, on the road up Burgess Road. Right. Yes. I th- I, I thought you were there. I can't, I can't remember. remember. Anyway, yeah, and I asked the girl for a, a big back, <laughs> and she was like, "We don't do big backs." Oh, I do, do remember. remember that. Yeah, I do yeah. remember this. She was just, like sardonic for yeah. some reason, which was and, quite and, funny. And, it's always worth it. And it wasn't a very uh, uh, what's the word. Um, flattering accent in which it was said. It was literally like you say, don't do that. Don't do those. <laughs> don't serve those. We're Burger King. We're Burger King. You want McDonald's. I should have said, oh shit, you're right. It just left and got down. It's like, but, but surely that's the same as being offended when you ask for like a Pepsi and, the, and they'd be like, no, we only have Coke or the yeah, other way around. Or, no, actually, who asks for a Pepsi? Like you always Some ask, people do. Oh, I've heard. Coke. You always ask for a Coke, yeah. You always say Coke, regardless of where, what it actually does out of me. I tell you, apparently, in America, traditionally, for all time, Pepsi has been marketed to black people and Coca-Cola to white people. So people what? like Beyonce will ask for Pepsi. Like, they, that's their, that's on their um, rider for their... Uh, um, weird, like Pepsi. Gotta be Pepsi. Gotta be Pepsi in my trailer or whatever. Strange. Well, so that's, that's not, like, that's not necessarily related to race. That's just people no, what but, they want when they're famous. So if you, that's why all the hip hop advert, all the people in Pepsi adverts are more, are more. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. More streets. No, Will I am and shit or whatever. Not recently. <laughs> I don't know. Did Pepsi do that run or Pepsi Max do that run of white businessman types that do, pulling pranks on the people that then ended in a mysterious, like very white hip hop dance? Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> know about like, UK, but yeah. like generently, apparently. It was an American ad, like that they just ran over here. It was all American actors and stuff. Maybe they're trying to change their ways. Yeah. But apparently, traditionally, that yeah, is true. I that is really that. bizarre, isn't it? I suppose. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do, are they holding on to it as like a cultural touchstone almost? That it's like, hey, Pepsi were good for our people. It's. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. They probably weren't. I should look up on it, but it'd be interesting to see what how Coca Cola behaved during civil rights and stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe they were very. <laughs> maybe they had to have two. Maybe they made two brands of Coke. One that was like the traditional. Uh, black colour. wait, hang on. And one that was like clear for white people. No, but Pepsi yeah, did that. They didn't care about Pepsi the colour. did that though, didn't they? They did crystal Pepsi. They did, yeah. But it was clear. Yeah. That must have pissed off. <laughs> that must have pissed off all the blacks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shut up. What the fuck are you talking about? No wonder it failed. <laughs> what the fuck? Was New Coke secretly clear? I don't know. No, I don't it think wasn't. it was. It just tasted different. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. The secret racism of, of Coke. <laughs> they, they already make Coca Cola. Already make Diet Coke for men, and they call Do it they? Coke Zero. Oh uh, well, true, but it does no, taste that's different. different it does taste different. Diet Coke and Coke Zero are actually different. The, the, yeah, Diet Coke and Coke Zero have fundamentally different flavors. Coke Zero is much closer to normal Coke. But that's the only reason that Coke Zero exists is because because men... people, well, I don't like Diet Coke. Right, like, it's not because enough. I don't want to drink Diet Coke. I quite like the idea of a low, and I quite frequently get Coke Zero. Right, but it's just. But are you sure that's not? No, no, it's are the flavour. Sure it's definitely the flavour. I, I wonder I, if they've tailored the flavour to like the the gender as well. Because it's true of like Diet Pepsi Somehow. and everything as well. Like all Diet Cokes have this different taste. Well, it's because they are actually. It's like Coke Zero. The whole reason it's zero is because of their zero calories or whatever. Because yeah. it actually has different shit. It's like Diet Pepsi actually isn't as diet as, as Coke Zero. zero. No. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. 
Uh, yeah, it's like one calorie or something in a Diet Coke can or something. Which makes, which makes it even weirder that the diet tastes worse. Because somehow, even with even more artificial flavourings, Zero still tastes more like original. Well, that's probably the point, isn't it? They've probably found, come up with these new fancy sweeteners that are probably carcinogenic. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind of sweetener, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Because there's one, isn't Asparag- it? That used, yeah, as- aspergatin. That's the stuff Asparag- in Diet Coke, yeah. yeah. It's like used everywhere, and it's like, no one's really sure if it's carcinogenic, but it's like sort of suggested. But no one cares. Well, everything is fucking carcinogenic. That's the problem. Yeah. Too much of anything will kill you. Well, not very much of anything will kill you. Yeah. Just randomly. That's the whole point of cancer. Random. <laughs> it's true. It's very annoying. And also delayed action. Like, like uh, get dosed with a little bit of radiation. Wasn't it? And then like... you, like, the random chance that was actually uh, caused by that radiation. It actually only happens like 20 years later. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. There's some animal or something that they decreed it's, it can't, cannot catch cancer. Like, and they're, they're, that's current that they've discovered. It's like a mole rat or something. And they're really? trying, yeah, yeah, that they're now performing a ton of research on these that's creatures mysterious. to try and figure out why there's they, why there's no reported. Maybe they just uh, renew their cells so fast that they yeah. don't have a chance to go wrong. Maybe that's the key. Mysterious. Yeah, so it's weird. It's weird science. News! News! <laughs> news, cat. <laughs> to video game news. This is Happy Salad. Welcome to Olds, because we're about to talk about something Olds. that was pretty much two weeks ago at this point. Yes. Yeah, well, it happened like five days after we did the last cast. It's like it's not two weeks ago, it's like one week ago. It but seems the, like ages ago now. Yeah, but the, the biggest, massive jumbo news is that Microsoft reverted all of their DRM policies to go back to a PS4-like model. Or, you know, or a 360 like, type model. Yeah, digital domain and disk domain will exist as two separate things. Complete 180 on everything they were saying at E3. Um, Which, in itself, is like, I know what they're trying to do. They saw the numbers, they saw the sales figures <laughs> piling up, and it's like... Or uh, not piling up. Or, yeah, or, you know, piling up in one direction that wasn't in their favour, and, you know, made a snap decision to say, we've really got to sort this out. You know, I... Yeah. I, I a couple of people on the internet kind of you know, figured that they would go this route, but I was—I didn't expect it, if I'm honest. I figured Microsoft would stick to their guns and try and sort out their PR and sort yep. out and try and explain to us why this new move is a good idea. Yeah. Because um, they, they've got to try and appeal to the market that haven't embraced Steam over the last decade. Um, well, I don't know. As a, I mean. I think there's quite a few uh, people who just aren't PC gamers that might have liked the Steam model. So I don't, I don't know. yeah, and to, They're not so, the to kind a certain extent, who... some of that is still going to exist. You're still going to have the digital distribution side. Mm. You know, all of that's going to be there. But you know, naturally, people doubt Microsoft's ability to run sales. Blah blah blah. Their ability to run games in a sort of sensible sort of way, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, really. Because, yeah, okay, this is going to benefit a lot of people. They removed, as part of this as well, the online checks. Yeah. So the, the Xbox doesn't need to check. <laughs> no dialing home. Um, and there's going to be, a, instead of uh, changing all the Xboxes that have already been, presumably have already been produced, they, they, there's going to be a day one patch to revert that. Well, there's going to be a day one patch regardless. Not probably. probably but, <laughs> For yeah. everything, ever. Yeah, day one patches. So. Kind of a necessary but weird evil, isn't it? But, 
I think it's fine for games. Like I understand that Elwood goes gold and then you've got a bit of time with your dev team before while they're doing the marketing and everything. Mm. And you might as well patch shit. Yeah, I guess. There's always going to be bugs that set through. Yeah. It's a... But it does, one it does, DLC as well. If they've got make, time. It does make me content. wonder sometimes if they don't care so much when the game comes out and it's just like, it's fine, we'll catch it. We'll, we, there's a load of bugs we know about, but we'll catch them before uh, before it goes live. Honest. Yeah, that's it's true. Like the, 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 and maybe that's what causes the downfall of a few releases when they do come out to be buggy messes because it's just like, well, you know what? We didn't, we weren't able to fix all of these before release. And it's like, oh, shit. You're in real trouble if you come out with something buggy and then uh, everyone reviews it before it comes out and then on day one you patch everything and it works, but all the reviews were already out. Yeah. Anyway. And then Surprisingly, like, that was kind of the opposite of what happened to Simpsons. Yeah. Whereas like, it all worked when the reviewers were playing it because they yeah. weren't playing it on live servers and they weren't getting far enough into it to see where the actual bugs were. Yeah. <laughs> so they all gave it like nines and it was like, oh shit, it's a big pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Hard. Then everyone had to sort of retract or well, post some people did. I don't know. The sensible reviewers waited. Yeah. Well, you know, every, most most reviewers who <coughs> know that they rely on an online service will, um, you know, scope it for. Like, I can't remember the Diablo three reviews being that immediate. You know, when that launched, I think they took a while before no, they. That's true. Partly because of the service outages. Yeah. You know, yeah. So no, they, one no, one, no one could actually play, and they didn't make specific reviewer copies. No. Did they? It was all just this is the game. Everyone go nuts. I think they had some kind of early access. I, I think they may have had like a pre-order day, a bit like Guild Wars or something did, but yeah, um, not not you know, crazy amount. Uh, yeah, so I I don't know what to think because a bit of me is just like it, uh, Microsoft were moving essentially where the industry will or will eventually be, but it just appears that perhaps people weren't ready for that yet, or people don't have enough faith in Microsoft for some reason to that off mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because it's like a lack of faith in Microsoft or if it's a lack of faith in console or digital distribution platforms in general and the are, internet yeah and the internet are people just a little bit sceptical of all that stuff still or is tech just not there yet until we have ubiquitous worldwide um, wireless internet I don't think is, it is really it, kills it take too much though well there are a few good. there are a few features that have been scrapped as a result of this, and yeah. one of them is the family sharing thing, yeah. which they never fully explained anyway. No, so they didn't. So we don't really know what we're losing. Yeah. Um, it was suggested that on some posts that the family sharing thing wasn't nearly as good as everyone said. No, it was. It was, right. it was like it was actually just like a one-hour demo yeah. <laughs> for the was, second account. It was rumored to be like a tri- trial access to anything you own, which oh, which isn't anything like what they were suggesting no. from their wording in the from the original post, which is again. Not working in Microsoft's favour, if that is true. Disingenuous. But yeah. no, it doesn't matter, because we never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We won't get it. It's... Never mind. To be honest, the idea was kind of nuts. I mean, yeah, that would have been a pretty great way, I think, <laughs> to convince people, hey, when you buy a copy of the game, you're probably getting two copies, in like, you know, some way. But I don't think that would have uh, pleased the publishers or No, probably anything. not. Uh, well, I, I bet it was a publisher opt-in feature. You know, like pretty much everything on my yeah, system. No one would have opted in. Yeah. <laughs> but naturally GameStop and Gamefly and everyone sort of basically just turned around and said, Hooray! We yeah. never liked the original plan anyway. Yep. Yeah. I think on balance it's a win for consumers. I, I understand why there's a backlash against the backlash. Uh you see what I mean? Yeah. There were quite a few posts like that of like, oh hang on, maybe we have jumped you know, the gun. What, what have we won? Yeah. 
I mean, for it's me, like, no, we haven't really won anything. No. Is the is the other day? We've what we've all we've done is is quashed uncertainty. Uh, in you know, by that logic, we've we've killed off something we didn't really know anything about because the messaging was so bad. But Microsoft have fully humiliated themselves, basically. Oh yeah, like, absolute disaster PR. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, in I terms mean, does, of what, the does the turnaround thing, actually? Do you think make them look better or worse? Really? Is it? I mean, there's a sense of humility in the way. Don Matrix post was written that was basically like hey, it's a stark you know contrast what? with the way it was talking before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was, a, it was just such a dramatic change, wasn't yeah. it? Which just makes it suggest that he didn't write the thing. Um, <laughs> to be honest, or he was so on message that you know, yeah, they didn't even think about um, you know being a little human. I suppose with issues like this, um, probably because they're going to lose his job if he didn't. Yeah, maybe. But they, they sort of, you know, they, they, it was all like, hey, we're listening. Uh, after an overwhelming amount of feedback, we've decided to change our policies and they will know, it will now work in the same way as the 360. What they didn't say was any kind of apology. No, they, <laughs> they didn't. They stopped short of saying, yeah, sorry, we, we got this wrong. No, they well, technically, no. they hadn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, feel, I feel sorry for the infrastructure guys. That must have, there must have been a reasonable amount of work into making this thing work, you know, especially the stuff that would have involved GameStop and um, used game retailers to make this system fly in the first place. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for those guys as developers because, you know, your entire system has just been scrapped, or at least... I don't know. I mean... the back burner for Xbox 2, whatever the next one ends up being. It's not your fault, though. You still got paid. And yeah. oh, you've yeah. probably got more work now to... Um, to switch it back. I bet there's some that, developer somewhere in that team that's going, oh, thank God, my code was a pile of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the same as any project well, ever, really. Yeah. Like... I mean, they're, they're just devs who have just got these decisions from way up in management and going, this is what you're going to do. And they must yeah. be like, what the fuck? Why was... am I doing this? And, and then they, they did it, of course. And then and now it's being rolled back. They're probably all going, I told you. I yeah. told you. That is the problem with big team corporate yeah. coding is that you'll, you know, you'll get, you'll get a direction. It's not necessarily a direction that you like. You like, yeah. You, you just get given it. It's certainly common in Microsoft from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting stuff. And of course, they haven't rolled back the the thing that I cared more about. Like, I didn't even care about the DRM stuff. I cared about the. It didn't really affect us. I don't think the. Very much. I cared about the the big camera microphone thing that you have to buy that has to be always plugged in uh, for the console to even work, uh, even when it's turned off. Yeah, that's. See, I care I, more I, about that from a practical standpoint. I don't even I don't know much the damn thing. Yeah, I don't think they should perhaps ditch the concept of it being bundled. I think I think they should stick with the bundle. Sure. As in, because they want to get, I think Connect needs to be out there. They need to make, in order for it to become more of a success, it just can't be a peripheral. I mean, that's ex- that's essentially what made the Wii work, because all of its capabilities weren't sure. peripherals. I same with Wii want... U, really. It's like, yeah. But that, no, you know, obviously that's not really working for them either at the moment. But, yeah. um, but you know, I, I think they have to bundle Connect. Um, it's a shame. But I'm not so, yeah, you're right, because there's, there's just other means of controlling that thing. It's like what they haven't given us is the compelling argument for why you absolutely need Connect one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, um, I haven't bought into that at all. No, it seems, and it yeah. really is bad timing with all the NSA stuff because it's like you can't mm. trust them. <laughs> I mean, it's not even their fault, you know. Like, say you trusted Microsoft, they still have to comply with any court order they're given or whatever, and they have to hand over their the data no matter how and it has, they have to keep it completely secret and not tell anyone yeah. so it's like even if you trust Microsoft you still can't trust them yeah 
Because there's, there's powers above them that could be the problem. <laughs> could just override them without you even knowing. I wonder how this affects Sony, because Sony are obviously selling this thing in America. I wonder if they need to get... Well, because Probably, like, but they don't have an always-on camera that comes skier, with their console. Would it only be skiered? Well, yeah, I, I guess. The eye is going to be sold, and there's rumours yeah. that there's going to be bundles including the eye. I'm the sure bundle, there will be. But... You don't have to have it plugged in. You don't have to have it plugged in. True. And I heard that, just to add insult to injury, stupidly, um, the Connect sensor, the Connect Two sensor um, uh, uh, attachment is proprietary for no reason. So you can't even use it for fun with with your Windows SDK. You have to buy a separate Connect Two for Windows. Uh, there's. There was a reasonable reason for that because there wasn't a, in a hist- for the Connect One, <coughs> they couldn't get the power draw right through the old connector. So the new, the like the second revision of the Xbox, I think, was when they went slim. Yeah, had a Connect port on the back. Right, that, and you had the choice of using either USB or this Connect port. I think my Connect has both right. like, attached to it. Um, the idea being that if you had USB, you then had to provide alternate power to the connect and plug it into the mains. Right. Where if you use this proprietary connector, that it can do all the USB stuff and provide power. Um, I'm pretty sure USB 3 could provide enough power, though. I don't know. That thing is pretty heavyweight. Maybe. The processing on the Connect 2 looks substantial. It's probably why it's so big, if you know what I mean. It's not just like a thin bar with just the camera on it and the you think sensor it's got, it's, I guess... I, it's got. I reckon it's got a lot of onboard processing power just in that thing that's interesting because you kind of obviate the need to do onboard processing if you guarantee that every console has one right because well, then it's you can just I, make the console more powerful well it was kind of the design of the original connect as well, and i think they just extrapolate on it the connect right. itself does quite a lot of processing yeah like all the skeletal stuff just gets transmitted to the xbox as hey the skeleton is like this right now right yeah um it's already figured that stuff out and the console just has to work out what to do with that info <laughs> yeah that's true um and Connect Two is presumably doing that with, uh, you know, with 1080p pixels. There's probably a lot more processing needed to handle that. Maybe. Probably, yeah. So that's probably. my theory, anyway. I'm just saying. And there's also not. There's also only one camera now. That's true. Connect, isn't there? There's the emitter and a thingy, and an infrared camera as well. It's like there's two cameras. And the emitter, whereas New Connect seems to... Well, as far as you can see, there's probably an emitter somewhere else on that black bar behind the black, probably. But, you know, there's just the camera now. Which um, is funny, because it makes it more like HAL. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? You couldn't really um, turn the original Connect into, into a scary mono-eye thing, because there's been it had too on, many... There's been a lot of online videos where they've just... You know, that bit, bit in the marketing where they just zoom in on the thing and say, ready when you are, and they just fade it to red. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> there you go. That, that seems to happen a lot. So obviously the real winners out of the Xbox reversal is Steam, because they're already in the Steam beta, there's snippets of code that seems to suggest they're going to do digital lending before too long. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so basically Steam are going, to be, Valve are going to be like, you like that part of the Xbox thing? Now we have it. Fuck you. <laughs> Drop the mic. We're going to show you how this works and how it should be done. Um, yeah. Uh, people may react to that as well, to be honest, but... I suppose if you're in Steam, you're already in and you're already happy with There's the There's not anything to react to, it's just no, a it's, bonus. It is a plus, yeah, because Steam is already... Steam is already the worst in terms of, you know, the restrictions are pretty brutal, really, when you put it. It's like you buy it, you're the only one that can use it. And well, that's pretty much exactly what Microsoft are offering. It's like, you, there is no transfer, there is no... Um, at least you can 
still download things wherever. It doesn't lock you to a machine. You kind of, yeah, you expect that from digital distribution, though. Well, you know, yeah, but it's like it, it would be like if you went to someone that. else's Xbox and then logged in your account and then downloaded that. That doesn't always necessarily is, isn't always guaranteed. But it is on, yeah, it is on the new system. Yeah, it is on the new system. That's why I meant. And it always and it always was on old live. I could log in on Dan's Xbox, but didn't and, like and the get any game I wanted as long as I was logged in. It would work. But the PlayStation had like a two system limit or something. Uh, PS3 has a four system limit, so you can download the game to four systems, and anyone on those systems is allowed to play the game. Which is du- du- that's why that's doubly weird. But yeah. it's like it's still... and they still have that system in PS4. They've just reduced it to two. Yeah, it's still technically <laughs> a light system locking limit. Yeah, it is, which is kind of weird. You can delete it off that system, but their service will know that that system has downloaded it in the past. You can download it an infinite number of times to the same machine, so it's not a hard download limit. Wow. Yeah, but if you can't unlock it from the system, that's the yeah. more important thing. You know, so actually, you know, if you're looking at it objectively, Microsoft's digital operation, regardless of whether or not that was going to be the whole operation or not, but they're just their digital side on its own is stronger than PlayStations because you can access your stuff anywhere. As many times as you want on as many boxes, which probably means Microsoft are just a little cautious of, oh, what if these things red ring in some in some variety yeah, of magical exactly. way? Exactly. <laughs> break a lot more. The, the connect camera just turns red and like that, like like the HAL thing, and it's like, yeah, that, that's the that's our red ring equivalent now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what I wonder where the lights will be on the new one. <laughs> there won't be. It'll just be an on-screen message, like what the new Xboxes do. Because they got rid of the red LEDs, didn't they, from the ring of light? So there's <laughs> definitely no light on it that tells you whether it's watching you or not. Don't know. Well, uh, which I wouldn't trust anyway. But at least my Microsoft webcam has a light on it that tells yeah. you when it's on. I'd want a red light, really. But I bet it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth trusting it anyway. Yeah. The red light means it's charging. <laughs> As the old saying goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, did you? No, you didn't. But uh, during Portishead set at Glastonbury, right. during Machine Gun, they did, right. you know, yeah, yeah. no, 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 that thing. They had um, they turned it into like an anti Trident process, and they had like David Cameron's face come up, and then red lasers come out of his eyes and go Whoa, across the audience. It's oh, freaking awesome. That, that is awesome. Yeah, it's worth checking out just for that. Wow, they did. Reminds me of like that was one of the weirder performances on X Factor last year. <laughs> Someone had just, I think it was that that well spoken, baldy guy like from up north or something. I can't remember his name. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, anyway, he was like the housewife's favourite or something. But, but anyway, one of his songs just had basically had this really creepy pixelated face behind him, and they put giant floodlights in his eyes, and it's like, Brah! <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird. So anyway, the other Microsoft news that's been going on. Um, Microsoft news. Microsoft news. Yes. They um, apparently have dropped patch fees. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I heard this. You know, like, for instance, if, if Fez is this going wanted forward? to. This, uh, this happened in April. But is this only on 360? Uh, or will they do it for I'd, I'd imagine one. it would be policy-wide. So, you know, the whole, the whole okay. thing will drop. Well, that's but, good. Yeah, they're dropping patch. So in theory, like, Phil Fish doesn't have to worry anymore if he wants to patch Fez. Um, because but he's not like, gonna. No, he probably won't now. He's 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 quite, he's gone quite anti Microsoft. Yeah. As a result of all of that, um, he doesn't seem like the most stable personality anyway. From that film <laughs> that we watched, well, yeah. Yeah, was it indie game the movie? Yeah, you could probably piss him off quite easily. Hmm. Well, him and his programmer have parted ways. Yeah. 
What a surprise. Yeah. So, like, first two, it's going to be... Brand fun. new, probably. <laughs> Coming brand It's like, once you've developed the technology <coughs> to do that, that's like an engine, basically. Because it said it was, wasn't it? It was yeah. like the Trixel engine. I guess, but it's all... They'll have to port it to some other platform, is the problem. Because yeah. it's all... It was all X and A, but they, I think they ported it to Mono for, for, yeah, for PC. PC. Um, but I don't think there's a PS3... They may be they may be able to port it to PS4, I guess, because PS4 is more like a PC. So maybe Mono will get a PS4 implementation, but, yeah. but you know there isn't a PS3 version. Anyway, fucking PS2. Yeah. Not Tron, for a while, Tron Fez, but no, it'll be like another five years. Yeah, um, you'll definitely see the witness before that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Witness might be too long after launch, probably. For PS4, I would wager. I saw another look at the uh, just some more photos of like a comparison between the PS4 controller and like the old the DualShock 3 or whatever it does look quite a bit better like um, the handles are like properly big oh they're they're bigger yeah which is super cool they're a bit thicker a bit longer yeah they still look a bit pole-like a little bit but that's the weird thing. It's like, like when I was looking at the new Xbox pad in detail. That's like actually that's done the same thing as well. The yeah. handles are a lot chunkier than they used to be. Kind of. And it's like, are they secretly wanting to bring back the Duke? The Duke. Everyone loves the Duke. <laughs> I used to really like the Duke. It was quite. It was quite good. I think. I think the Duke worked for the launch lineup of yeah, games. Exactly. It was okay for playing Halo, and it was. It wasn't too bad for playing Jet Set Radio Future. It was pretty good for Project Gotham Racing as well. Okay. Because like you don't need the buttons really. No. The buttons were like. Quite uncomfortable. If you had to press them a lot, they, well, they, the, black, they the original black and white positioning wasn't great. Yeah, but what was that? Switch grenades and turn on the flashlight. Mm. I guess I don't know what it was in PGR. Probably nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Probably radio headlights. Oh, headlights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't know if it even was. I don't know. I don't think the original PGR had night. I think it did. Did it? Yeah. No. Yeah. I remember New York at night uh, in an F fifty. That was insane. Central Park. That game was awesome. But then you would. There's no. There's no reason for that control to exist because it's like if it's a night race, your headlights should just be on. By on default. anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, always the dumb thing with headlights. Yeah. yeah, it was superfluous. That's that's when you're talking about like Grand Theft Auto, that's where you might actually need that in theory. That <laughs> happens by automatically anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a control. But they do that in the. Need there for might sp- be a control. I don't know. They do that in Need for Speed games where the he- that you hit, you have a headlight button, but when you're obviously playing as a cop, that doubles as your siren Sorry. changer. Yeah. So, like, like in Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, just tapping it would change the sound of your siren, which means you can make it more annoying if you want to. <laughs> but then if you, you had to hold the button down to turn off your siren, but your headlights would still stay on. So, headlight controls. I think know. in GTA, unless you want to it do was the horn, yeah, wasn't it? Well, unless so, you want to do something clever, like where, you know, if you're doing stealth driving, I suppose, you want to, like, hide in an alleyway and turn off your lights or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that would be a dumb mechanic in some reason. Well, it might be in Watch Dogs, because Watch Dogs was trying to show that they had stealth driving. <laughs> there's been, so, stealth there's been driving. several stealth driving things before. I'm pretty sure, like... That's just, like, keep your distance while this meter yeah. doesn't go too high. That's well, yeah, just dumb. that's the classic. But there's... Because the, I can't remember what... I can't remember whether it was a Need for Speed game or like the, that most recent driver that had the, the idea of like escaping by just pulling into an alleyway and then quickly turning your engine off and just sitting there and waiting for them <laughs> everyone to go past. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that. That would be pretty cool. 
<laughs> it would be apart from it's never as cool as it should be. Because while it's you... always a really annoying, like, well, escaping people mechanics are always really frustrating anyway. Because right. it's just like, how the fuck did you see me? Well, yeah. yeah. But then it's also the the ever classic <laughs> problem of driving games of, of like. You can never pull off the really cool things that you wish you could. Like, if it was a movie, they'd, like, do an awesome handbrake turn 180 and just casually roll backwards into an alleyway and stop instantly and turn their handbrake and turn their lights off. Whereas yeah. in the game, you're like... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you're just, like, yeah. wiggling around. Yeah, what would happen is they drive past the alleyway, do a fancy 270-degree turn, so then they, they can then reverse into, into the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. It never works like that when you try to do it. You're, like, you'll miss and then you'll just hit all the just crash, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What you need is the bus handbrake from Midtown Madness 2. <laughs> I hope they work on the... Because it, it's really not a very big part of the game, but I hope they work on the cop chase mechanics in GTA 5. Because in 4 was an improvement, uh, but it wasn't quite there. Uh, you know, it had that like radius yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like once you got out of the radius, you then had to avoid the dudes on your... Controlling, like, guys, controlling yeah. guys on your radar. And like there were more of them if you had a higher... But I, but if you had a high rating like a three or four, four star, I found the best way was just to get just get on a really really straight Gun. line and just go really really fast, yeah. and then you could just get past, which was dumb. They need they need that hiding in plain sight Assassin's Creed thing where you can just go into an alley or something. They don't have chase helicopters, do they in GTA? Or they do, but only at higher star ratings, mm. and then you really are in trouble. Yeah. Uh, once you're at five, you could you. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, you're just fucked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just reload. Yeah, I mean, you can if you're at four or whatever. You can hide in the subway, which helps avoid the uh, the, uh, um, the helicopters. But they do pour down into the subway stations hmm. <coughs> to find the dodgiest cubbyhole. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I. I... Maybe something. Maybe I. Maybe I was wrong about that bit. That self-driving thing being in a game. Because I. I think I might have actually thought about this when I was just like, wouldn't this be? A, would, how I was just like as a, a thought, like thought exercise, I guess, of like, how would you even do that in a game? Where I was just like, you'd have to have some kind of like fancy sort of quick time event where it would like. As you were driving along, it would show like an arrow where it'd be like, "This is an escape route," and then if you lock onto it, it will do the maneuver for you. Oh, could you? What, yeah, it'd be cool. like the Batman grappling hook. It's just like little highlights where you could go here, you could go here, and yeah. like one at a time. It's like just press this button and I'll, and I'll get you there. Yeah, I mean that maybe that's like not actually a good mechanic, but that would be a way time. to make no, it well, look cool. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it goes into a slowdown, and there's like some skill challenge while it's doing the maneuver. Like you have to keep like a balance meter, maybe or maybe. So there's some active element to it, and if you don't get it right, then it'll just fuck you into a wall. Or... <laughs> That's maybe even worse than doing it yourself and fucking it up. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> like but, 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 but that would probably still be down. easier and give you more uh, more of a chance of success than actually just trying it yourself. Yeah, I guess. There might be a homage, because the start of Drive has quite a cool stealth car drive sequence. Yeah, that's, before it that's probably the best chase. bit of that film. Yeah, uh, it'd be cool if there's a homage to that in GTA Five because there could be, because it's set in LA, so mm. that could work. I mean, the classic, yeah, because he hides under a, like a uh, overpass to avoid the helicopter. Yeah. I mean, that's the sort of thing you need. Apparently, in, in real life, you can avoid the helicopters by just flying near an airport, because they can't go... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or drive near an airport, and they 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 can't get permission to. Yeah, well, they, they can, can get, get permission, permission, but it takes, it takes a while. Time. Yeah. yeah, so you can uh, give them the slip that way. Otherwise, there's not much you can do because they can see infrared. Like even at yeah. night, you can't escape into foliage or whatever. Foliage. Top tip. 
Head for the airport. Who's <laughs> <laughs> going? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, are we, is that Microsoft news done, pretty much? I guess. I mean, are you, are you, I've, I've, have you swung back to Xbox I'm still, I'm, oh, you I, don't are think, I don't think I, don't think I left. Yeah. yeah. I think the launch lineup is more appealing to me, personally. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm sitting. You know, if I'm going to, like, rank it purely on the games, I'm sitting on Microsoft's side at the moment. Because I'm thinking, as, as much as I appreciate Sony's indie approach... I play indie games on PC, and I think yeah. that's where I'm always going to at the moment. Yeah. There's not many... Well, I suppose, does Dust count as an indie game? Sure. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, there's a few... Considering <laughs> it was made by one guy, I think that's pretty much the definition of an indie I guess. Game. There, are, there are some indie games that I think play well on console, but... Um, I think Meat works, works fine on console. Well, it's just like, do they have good controller support on the PC? I'm sure probably Dust on PC has the same controller support as the Xbox version. Yeah, that, that, that's the trouble. Is any the only trouble with that is the like Fez you couldn't have played on PC until no, recently. True. So that's the only issue. If, if yeah, if it depends on how Sony ends up playing that game, I guess, and you know to a lesser extent how Microsoft plays that game. And Braid, same deal, isn't it? You could that would you couldn't. Uh, yeah, Braid launched a reasonable amount of time on Xbox first, yeah. and then a PC version came not a crazy amount of time later, but it was later. And you can't play Journey on anything. PS3, for no, but I I do wonder like just how excited I do you get for indie games most of the time. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Fez was cool. Don't yeah. get me wrong, and and there was a certain thing potentially of if if we'd have played it slightly more closer to launch, being part of the sort of crazy fervor that was trying to figure out the world before anyone else had. Well, that's kind and, of the key thing, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we we kept ourselves separate from it, and it was still pretty cool, like, doing it yourself, but you yeah. have to have to make sure to stay segregated from the from the internet's musings on it uh, yeah. to do that properly. But, you know, I just... I, you know, I don't really get that. I mean, I'm interested about indie games, don't get me wrong, but I'm not, never sort of like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out, I don't think. Yeah. I'd rather them do, you know, bake it for longer and it'd be good, and I don't really care when it comes out. I'm, I think I'm like that about most games, to be honest, at the moment. But Most indie games, to be honest, you only find out they're good when they get, once they've already come out. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, like, there's no anticipation for something like Fez. Oh, well, I guess there was for Fez. Yeah. But even then, no one really knew if it was going to be any good well, at no, all. No one knew about the its hidden side exactly. until it came out. And it's... Hide under the overpass. Oh, drive to the airport. <laughs> there is a cave. There is Cambridge Airport. Go to, go to a, the overpass near the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, like a Transistor, I think, is high on my radar for like indie games because I really, really liked Bastion. Yeah, that, that's and, it's, that and while this looks fairly, you know, it's got the same graphical style. Apparently, it plays nothing like it. That's I'm, good. And I'm kind of like, okay, how how is this going to work? So I'm I'm highly intrigued about that. But ultimately, I don't. I don't. It's like I, I don't particularly care if it comes out now or in a couple of years' time. I will get it eventually. And it's yeah, like, sure. I, you know. So for AAA's... whereas DMC, I was quite excited about that, and it came out. And it was pretty great. It's, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a personal thing. Maybe the, I, I'm assuming there must be people out there that do get pretty pumped about indie, but um, especially if they kickstarted stuff, I guess. Then you must be pumped about getting that as soon as possible. <laughs> I don't think PS4 is going to miss out on big games, though, in its life. Certainly not. Oh, it, well, it's not going to miss. You know, it will have its own big games. Yeah, it? exactly. And it will have its multi-platform stuff. But I just don't think, you know, as much as I appreciate their indie drive, 
mm-hmm. that's not going to turn me. Right, fair is, is where, is where okay. I was going with that. And you know, everything that's announced for PS4 right now, not not what normally appeals to me. You know, what I mean, Killzone looks graphically fantastic, but I was yep. never blown away gameplay wise by the previous previous ones. Uh, Infamous, I've never played, so I can't make a judgment. Um, Drive Club, people have had questionable responses about. I've got uh, question, question. four and five anyway. So uh, yeah, well, the, the, well, people, yeah, people that played Drive Club at E3 were like questioning. Actually, you know what? Some of the car modeling is fantastic, but actually, graphically, like in terms of the tracks and stuff, not hot. Yeah, and the handling is a bit funny, and they're not quite sure how the structure is going to pan out because they're going for a sort of live challenge sort of deal where it's not necessarily racing all the time it's like hey do this thing here uh-huh. i don't know if that's similar to forza horizon i'm not sure or forza horizon. possibly um yeah not sure so they, they went uh, yeah that came back with a little not we're not sure about this sounds a little bit too uh test drive unlimited for my taste <laughs> but then that's the crew i guess but... oh yeah that's true of course that's that team isn't it yeah so so yeah what i'm saying is for, for me personally i don't think ps4 has the lineup that I'm interested in and Xbox has a couple of exclusives coming that I'm really I really I'm I'm actually quite excited for Forza Five more than I think I would have yeah, been. Me I too. think it's because I've had so much time out yeah. from playing Forza Two because <laughs> I never played three or four with any uh conviction that, you know, Forza Five is now maybe this maybe this is a good time to come back. Yeah. Um, definitely. And you know, now that dri- driver tire got me excited, let's be honest. <laughs> I wanna see how that works. The geek in me is like, can have they got it right this time? That um, better come off because yeah, otherwise yeah. they're in trouble. Well, no, they're not in trouble, but it will still be we'll a good game, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and also, driving games seem pretty good, I think, for console launches. You know, PGR one, PGR three, oh, sure. pretty strong launch games. Uh, the Crimson Dragon, when they eventually sort that out, you know, Xbox exclusive. I, I, that. I wish there was a freaking Wipeout game. That'd be so cool. Yeah, God damn it. Anyway, what are Sony going to do with that franchise? I guess they still got it. They still have, yeah. Obviously, they still have the IP. Why did they close that studio? That could have been awesome. Anyway, yeah. All right, maybe I don't think I don't know how well Wipeout HD ever did. Do you know what I mean in terms of its sales figures? And I'm not sure the PS Vita version did that well because you know Vita in... wasn't doing well at the time. If they put it in a bloody box, it would have sold. It. Well, they I did mean, eventually. Did they? Wipeout HD Fury came out as a retail copy right. eventually. Okay. You know what I mean? If they'd done that massive marketing push they used to do with the old wipeouts of like yeah. having every like freaking dance DJ in the country do stupid events and shit. And they kind of made an event out of the launch of Wipeout 3, didn't they? Yeah, Wipeout 3 was a big deal. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was a great game. Uh, yeah, so that's where, I, that's where I stand on that. Fair dues? Uh, I might... I've been contemplating whether or not I should play the launch day game this year. I'm not sure I'm that fussed anymore. Oh, bother with launch? Yeah, well, you know, I'll probably get... I might pre-order. I'll pre-order it and just have it delivered. But I'm not sure I want to do the the game day risk. Because I think last time, actually, when we were playing this, I wasn't as aware of things as I am now, perhaps when 360 launched. It's like I was interested and excited for it, but I didn't really follow it massively closely, I don't think. And it's... Um, so by the time I'd made the decision or realised I had the money, it was like, well, I can't pre-order this. I'm going to have to game day it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure I can be asked this year. Really, actually thinking about it, I was at one point like, but I like a launch day, and I kind of do. But it's like, do I want that risk? 
I don't like a launch day. I don't think I would like a launch day anyway. <laughs> it's not really my style. I ended up playing poker in Tesco's for the 360. For a free six, you had to get a core. As well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't gamble my 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 life savings for a three sixty, but no, we just ended up happening to, happening to do that because they, they, they had a um, it was a Tesco's outside Southampton, and they basically just had a uh, um, the cafe, but the cafe had closed hours ago, and it's like, well, we'll just go there and like hijack a table and play poker all night. So we were there like four hours early or something. It might be longer than that actually. It might have been six hours. Something stupid. When did they open? Midnight. It was a midnight launch. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's crazy. Poker made it all better. But I'm not going to have a posse yet. I think it'd be just me and maybe kippers. Yep. And it's like, yeah, can't play poker one on one that well. That's true. I don't know. You might be able to find Eddie and Matt or something. I might want to buy an Xbox. No. 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 Uh, Eddie, friend of the show. No, that's his official name. <laughs> Apparently, he's he's he, well, he's always been a Sony person, oh, so he's he's siding with PS4 pretty strongly. Fair is. Um, I don't think Matt Macon, also friend of the show, has made much of a decision yet. Hmm. But he's generally been on the Xbox side, so. But basically, what is what like from everyone I know, they will side with whatever console they are used to, and stick to it. Hmm. That seems to be the pattern. Even I'm, even before all this crazy DRM bullshit was out there, it was just like, well, this is what I'm doing. Excuse me. There. Coffee boy. Yeah, it's annoying. Worse than me, somehow. Yeah. I'm going to be nil. Um, I had really bad last night. I had to have strep- suck on strepsils. Might have to do the same because now. Suck on trepsils. Trepsils, strepsils. Trepsils. Trep the trepsils. I'm trepping balls on trepsils. Yeah. <laughs> trepping. So is there any more news at all? Uh, well, there was the news about Ken Levine, which is totally, was totally retarded. It's like, well, for starters, he's going into... Right, the news is he's going to work on a film script, yeah. which is kind of what he always wanted to do before he became a, <coughs> a game hell. script designer. I'm gonna, we're going to have to try and like, watch Dan and preempt when he coughs. It's really annoying. Yeah. God <laughs> oh, damn it. Um... Go and stand outside and eat that pill. Yeah, strip it, strip it down. <laughs> strip it off. <laughs> strip it off. Strip it off. So he's going to make a film. He's going to make a film. But the, the really, really dumb thing is, and I hope you can hear me from afar here, Dad, is that the film he's making is a Logan's Run remake. Yeah. Oh, God. Just like, did that really need to be remade? Because Does anything need to be remade ever? Yeah, I know, but that's a concept that's been revisited like a ton of times. Like, you know, so you does grow... everything. <laughs> so, like, uh, like, some people didn't like the island, but the island is pretty much the same concept, but with a sort of for hire <laughs> vibe. And stuff actually happens outside of the island building. Which, when Logan's run, as soon as they like get outside, it's just like crazy cat man. <laughs> this is the entire plot. <laughs> and you know naked bathing it just suddenly becomes this is far less interesting now <laughs> like but it's know. not going to have like Michael York in it 
An old man. So all you actually want, like the only reason you don't like the idea of like remakes of films is because they aren't the original. <laughs> they don't have the people you like. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Logan's Run is the right sort. Logan's Run is like was, I suppose, the original film that was made in that with this story. I guess this type of. You've grown up... Well, I suppose the time machine was a bit like that in the future story, I guess, mm-hmm. where they grow up in this society and there's this weird weird secret that they don't really know about. Um, and then it obviously gets blown wide open when someone breaks the mould. But, uh, you know, in that general of a... I suppose the Matrix is that the story, same, yeah. It? yeah. It's like there's a lot of films that fit that, like the Matrix or... Yeah, or I don't know, but unless... Logan's Run has so many iconic things about the way it does things, like the crystals in the hands, the renew, the crazy cat man. It's what are they? What's the sweaty thing that kills everyone called? Carousel. Yeah, carousel. Renew, renew. Um, I, I don't see what they could. You know, I'll, I don't mind a remake when they put a twist on it. You know, when it's presented in a different way, when it's um, different enough to warrant it, even if it is the same story, if you know what I mean. I don't know what they could do with Logan's Run. Well, Ken Levine's got some ideas, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. He said it was a one-off thing, and he, he really, despite originally setting out to do films, he definitely believes in games. Well, you know, hopefully he's, you know, kind of owns Irrational, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows what they're going to do after frickin' by frickin' but... mm. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Apparently they're going to do DLC. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. But it's not DLC, it's just like they're releasing all the pre-order stuff as a pack for other people. Yeah, it's DLC, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But shit LC. What it is. I heard there was going to be apps <laughs> I just realised what that actually means. Shit loadable. <laughs> shit loadable concept. Yeah. <laughs> Which way round does that even work? You mean it's like you could load shit into it? <laughs> That that is quite a good definition, isn't it? That you're putting more shit into the game rather than more good stuff most of the time. Or if you have to, <laughs> what you're actually doing is making your turd playable. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there was there was that. Um, I guess. Uh, so we are launched. I guess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I'm, I think I'm it, surprised. I think the thing is it what everyone expected? I was expecting it to be more. a scam originally, so I'm quite surprised it's coming. What, what, you, like the um, what was that thing called? The, 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 the Phantom? Was, no, not the Phantom. The the handheld Gizmondo. Was oh, it? that 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 came was scammy. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was just really bad. Yeah, well, it was mafia driven, wasn't it? Gizmondo. It was, was it? Yeah, it had like ties, and there was really dodgy. Financing going still on. Still doesn't make it a scam. Right? It's just like a really bad investment. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I had a store on Regent Street in London. Ridiculous. Definitely mafia. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that came out, and it's pretty much what everyone expected. It's an Android-based thingy. Um, the follow-on from this is that apparently Google are working on an Android-based games console. All right. So this must really suck to be someone like GameStick or... Ouya right now because it's like, hang on, is our is our are we gonna just gonna get blown out of the water by whatever this Google thing is? Well, at least Ouya came first. They, yeah, they got the well, they're known. Yeah, well, yeah. this is the thing. GameStick isn't far away either, and this is exactly the same concept. It's like, they... but no one really knows of GameStick. You'd say no. that to someone, it'd be like, what? 
But they got there. They got the early people. They got in there first mm. before people knew that there was a better one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine Google like they won't. They know. won't go for the big guns. No, they won't be like a. They'll, they'll go for this weird mid-tier console. I guess I, I can imagine. Is that just a rumor? Uh, yeah, it's okay. it's very strong rumor. Sounds odd. I guess. I mean, have they come up with? They've got some phones now, haven't they, Google? Like, own brand. Yeah, well, yeah, they do the they do like a showcase piece for yeah. often when they do a new version of Android. That's right, yeah. They'll drop like a Nexus. Or... Yeah, I think my brother's got a Nexus 4 or something. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just thinking hardware-wise, what do they or do? The One. Was it the One? Maybe the Google One was they their do first all their laptops, one? don't they? Yeah, oh, the Chromebooks. Chromebooks. Yeah. No, but they only have one that's a Google One, right? There's, a, there's been a couple. There's been a couple of Chromebooks. I thought Chromebooks was like a well, it is made a, by another is, manufacturer. Yeah, it is a brand, but they, you know, you could get Samsung, for instance. That's right. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I think they uh, maybe you're right. Maybe they only did made only one Chromebook, one, so. and it was ridiculously high end. No, there was yeah, there was two. There was the original, and right. then they did that the Retina display version that's not Retina because that's Apple, you know. And the original was like for, for like beta developer type. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah, I'm not sure the first one ever got a proper commercial release. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that makes I wonder happen. how that ridiculous retina thing is selling. Probably not at all. I saw someone with one. Really? Yeah. I've never seen one. Um, you know, it's an alright thing. And they were basically saying, yeah, you know what, for the price, it's actually a pretty... It's high expensive. It, well, well, actually, no, they didn't say for the price. <laughs> I, I forgot how expensive it was, but they were saying it's a pretty cool thing. You know, it's nice, well built, pretty nicely done, but but the the sort of limitations are there and apparent. And God damn it! And you can't help but want a laptop when you use the thing. Exactly, exactly. Multitask. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the high end one I saw. It looks quite nice. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a nice it's a nicely made thing. Oh, I can't remember. Fuck, fuck it, I don't know. I don't <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck this new story. Let's move on. Yeah, why would I want a Chromebook? I don't, I don't care. But. I did see some nice looking laptops coming out of Samsung. They had some event recently. I thought Samsung were bailing on laptops that I heard somewhere. Like I think it was Samsung. Yeah. They had some awesome new looking, like, like high high resolution, like super thin ultrabooks. Yeah, maybe it was on Samsung. I heard somewhere that like a relatively major player was just bailing on laptops. Um, to favoured like tablet designs or mm, weird. Who would that be then? Like Acer I can't or remember. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's a non-story if I don't know about it. Yeah. So, um, that? But anyway, I'm fi- I'm pleased that finally laptop displays are now hooray! Yeah, long bloody last. Well, now all I need to do is go to the next level of desktop monitors, like we've been saying for fucking ages. Yeah. Like go 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 more than 1080, please. Well, that you can get those, but yeah, um, but they're not. They're not within an affordable range yet. No, and I always worry that we're on desktop or on like where I'm gaming, the more pixels I have, the more ridiculous graphics hardware I'm going to need. True. Which is fair enough. I mean, a game is going to look awesome in WX. But I kind of think when, when there come, won't there come a point with like with, with like a lot of monitor tech, I guess, like when the pixel density gets to a certain point, actually upscaling other densities doesn't look so bad. That's true. Because, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like, I always I, like I playing right native, though. But... I just have something about native sure. 60. Sure. So then... What you're getting it as good as you can get is like, yeah. there's the knowledge that you're getting it as good as you can get. Yeah. And you need a 
you know, the more games improve, the more difficult it's going to get to get a good frame rate on two five sixty by fourteen forty or whatever the res is. I do remember getting um, Left 4 Dead One running on one of those Apple cinema displays, which is which was like four K. That was pretty sweet. Four K. Yeah. Awesome. Was that your previous? Uh... <laughs> one of my previous employers. Yes. That's pretty sweet. They didn't take too kindly to me trying that, but <laughs> never mind. So, like, can you please remove this from this machine? We need it. Mm-hmm. You won't like it because <laughs> I'm certainly. Te- I like. I feel like I've got two 1080p displays at work, and sometimes I feel like I need a little bit more room. Uh, always, yeah. So, always uh, want a bit more room. so two five sixty by two two of those two five sixty panels would be nice. Yeah. If but then for gaming, that's the trouble. You need to spend more to to get a decent frame rate. And apparently I might have to buy a monitor because I, I last night I was I thought I should stream this as I was about to play a game and then I realised I only have one monitor so I can't have the game on one screen and all the stuff that I need to monitor them stream and the chat and all that on the other screen. Well, you need one widescreen monitor and use your 4x3 monitor as the secondary one. Yeah. Because then you have more field of view. You you probably get even better at Battlefield and shit because it does apparently make a measurable difference when you can see a bit. I don't need more field of view. (laughs) And there's some games that still do it in the reverse direction like Fireshock did where instead of actually giving you more view, it kind of just constricted. Sure, some games. I yeah. don't know, but not, not your average game. I don't need to lose view. Everyone does. No, I don't. That's why I still have an old <laughs> square monitor, because I'm hardcore. But, <laughs> and I can be awesome with like less than 70 degrees of peripheral. But it's clearly going to make you more awesome, right? I don't know. I think it will. Because like, the, the cone of vision you have is like quite small compared to real life. Uh, especially on a four by three monitor. Mm. So uh, it's not even four by three. <laughs> That's the other weird thing about that monitor. It's always been weird. It's actually five by four. <laughs> right <laughs> for really? no reason. Hello. What's the resolution on it? Like nineteen twenty by twelve eighty. So really? four by three res. No, it's, it's not... no no twelve eighty by thousand twenty four. Oh no no nineteen tw- yeah nineteen twenty by twelve eighty yeah. is a weird res. That might be a um a sixteen by ten. Yeah, I think. Oh, that is five. No, wait, sixteen by ten is eight by five. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, it's five by four, which is weird. That is weird. But I don't know. I've never really had any problem with it. There has been a very, uh, like, very occasionally there'll be a game where it's like, hang on, this doesn't actually do native because native is a weird resolution. And of course, there's the classic thing where you come to anything that has like. I think like Source Engine games have it, where it's like they have their special setting for widescreen to to adjust like the HUD and everything, mm-hmm. and it's like widescreen or four by three, and it's like, well, it's neither of those technically, yeah. but four by three is near enough. It's like for a while, my my, my previous monitor was a sixteen by ten, and it was kind of trip. Not many games supported that properly. That's weird because that's very common for a while. Yeah, it was the fourteen forty by nine hundred. Yeah. Um, that's common laptop res for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and there weren't many games that actually liked that res, so they would... Uh, well, no, they liked the resolution, but they wouldn't necessarily get the aspect ratio within that resolution right. Yeah. So it would squish things a little. Or things would look tall, actually, was what yeah. happened. But... The other thing with getting a 256, like a higher res monitor, uh, for me, is running... It would then be upscaling everything that I was running through it, through a console. Like, like if I ran a console into the HDMI input, which I probably would if I didn't have a TV, then it, you'd just be upscaling everything you were outputting at 1080p. So your kill zone True. would be being upscaled. Which, I, I, I don't know, I think different people have different tolerances for the upscaling. Uh, 
look of things. But when you're right up in its face, it's not so good. Yeah, if you're nose to the screen. Yeah. Well, you're a lot closer to nose to the screen than you are with a TV. So that's what I mean, like 720 on the TV isn't that bad. I mean, no. yes, it is noticeable when you make the jump to 1080 yeah. and you go, oh, wow, that's really quite sharp. Yeah. But even so, after after you've been sat around playing 720 for a while. Yeah, you don't. It's not so bad. Yeah. Um, I had a moment in whilst playing Dust, which I'll talk more about later, but they there, there was a <laughs> not too much later at this point. No no no, but there was a there's a section in that where the pixels there's a secret in there where the, at one point the pixelation of the screen is dramatically you know, intentionally lowered so you're playing like a kind of very pixely version of the game. Right, yeah. It's one of those sort of indie secret like uh guest character mm. puzzles. Yeah. That are in the game. And it's like when it then eventually flipped back to like the, the full on sharp mode, it's like Huh, this looks a lot sharper than I remember it. <laughs> you know, you get used to what you view most of the time. Oh. It's, uh, it's true. I ended up then noticing some effects that I hadn't seen in the game before because it's just like I was just paying attention to the sharpness. It's like, what? Oh, that does that. Oh, that's really cool. Like extra ripple effects and things I hadn't seen. But anyway, yeah. Right. What have you been playing, Zach? Calm again got released on iOS. Oh, oh no. More news. More stupid news. <laughs> More that dumb no one news. fucking cares about. It's been free for this weekend, so oh, I haven't, I haven't no. played it yet. Please do play Come Again. Has it got the green blood? Just, I don't know. Just I don't know. Dig up like the old PC version. Well, I might not run. Run that in Dustbox. I'm sure it will. Oh yeah, you would need Dustbox. You should do a um a video for that. I had a 3D effects patch for that. I seem to yeah. Remember. Yeah. That Not it. that we ever actually really played that game. No, you no. always just dosed about yeah, it. it was, <laughs> it was well, the only reason for playing it was to get more errors in which to doss about. The only reason, or, or do the weird car capture thing, which we never quite figured out. It's like there was the the way to unlock other vehicles was you had to wreck them. Yeah, but then in certain certain circumstances, when they got wrecked, you'd gain them. Yeah, and it's like, but we never quite worked out what the rules were for that. Everyone if, knows if there were any rules. Everyone knows the only thing you should do in Car Again is go find that mine shaft that just has a load of poles in it and the pinball power. Up. <laughs> yeah, and just <laughs> that's the only thing. And just so, yeah. keep jumping down there. But some of the best stuff about that game was just how fucked up your car would get, like really contorted and stuff. But then how surprisingly good the physics model was. Then when you then to drive on that fucked up thing. Yeah. Because like the wheels would be bouncing it all over the place and it would feel like it had a really wobbly set of steering and that stuff. That was... Actually, when you look back at it, that was probably quite an impressive bit of tech in what is a really, really old game. Probably. And a really, really dumb game to have that in the first place. Yep. So yeah, come again. Let's see if the iOS version is any better. I seriously doubt it. No, how are you going to control that thing? <laughs> I've watched a video of you guys playing that shit, though. <laughs> we haven't got, like, capture for the iPad. But... No, that's trouble. That would be pretty funny. If only you could make a video of the, like, the multiplier of San Francisco Rush 2049. That'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we could, actually. Yeah, we could emulate I have, that. I have, I have the ability to, yeah, through Dreamcast emulation. Oh, yeah, Dreamcast. I was thinking of the 64 version, but yeah, you could do it on Dreamcast. Though, yeah, it look a lot better. Yeah, it's a bit sharper. It was a superior version, although I'm not sure the music was as good. <laughs> the music was terrible throughout, to be honest. But... Yeah. So yes. Damn it, what Games. have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> playing Boom! Mm. Well, uh, I guess I've mainly been playing 3DS stuff. The annoying thing that I discovered sometime this week... And the question being, has it always been like that, or has it been like that for a long time? Is 
like, I might have to send my DSM for repairs again, because it turns out one of the speakers doesn't work. Oh, really? Oh, no. And I just hadn't noticed, because I normally play with the headphones on. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. But that's, like, less of a critical feature, so I can wait for, you know, that that warranty is a whole year, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do that whenever. Or you're just waiting for a number of problems to pile up and then go fix them all at once, please. No, it's more like I'm waiting for there not to be anything happening in Animal Crossing, lols. That's never going to happen. No. There's certain mobs that are quite sparse <coughs> that I could slip it in. And it did not like it took, it barely took a week to send it in that first time. Right. And that was probably, they, they actually had to test for whatever that was. Whereas with a speaker, it's like, there's probably just a bit of soldering loose. Yeah. <laughs> they probably fixed that in like two seconds. That's true. Unless the speaker popped, in which case they'll just replace it anyway. Yeah. Well, they'll probably replace it regardless. That's just <laughs> probably the default solution to any problem. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of sucks, but it doesn't really bother me that much because I mostly just wear headphones. Fair enough. Which is better, because then you can hear them. Actually, the speakers on the 3DS are fucking crap regardless, so better to wear headphones. Always wear headphones. Better, what, better or worse than the, the old DS ones, or about the same? Or... Probably about the same. Do you even listen, need the sound for Animal Crossing? Or do, you, do you use headphones for that? Not, not necessarily so much for Animal Crossing. Just so you can hear that Ta-da! all the time. <laughs> well, there are certain like when you're doing the diving, you can hear the bubbles of, of things that are actually off screen, so you can find them quicker, which is kind of helpful. So yeah, okay. what was Reggie saying? You listen to them for the moment to pull in the fish. That's, I don't know what he's talking about. Right. It, the, that audio cue does kind of help because if you're only doing it, I find it more difficult to do the strike at the right time when I'm just doing it visually. Yeah, if I can't hear the splash as well, but that might not actually. I don't think. <laughs> I'm not sure that was really what he was referencing, but I don't know what he would have otherwise been referencing. Hmm. So yeah, I play quite a lot of that. I guess sort of, not really. I mean, there's only so much you can do. It's like dailies, basically doing your dailies. Four fossils. If it's been raining, three gyroids, pitfall <laughs> speed, and then that's it. <laughs> How long does it take you to do your rounds in uh, Animal Crossing every day? Not very long, like under an hour, if you just do just the basics. The more important thing is like, now now it's just the point of grinding for cash to unlock more, more stuff. But yeah, as everyone says, two, there's, sort of, there's sort of three problems that, uh, that have come up, two of which are people that lots of people have said. The first one is like, the money economy is basically fucked. Because they were like, you have your house and you pay off your house loan, and then you get another house loan because you've extended your house, and then you pay off that, and then you get another one because you pay off that, and then you just keep extending your house. And there's so many goddamn extensions you can do to your house because you have like, you do, you do, first of all, you do your building the house loan, then you upgrade your room size, upgrade your room size again, then you add the second floor, and then once you've done the sec, added the second floor, it unlocks like different options where you can have a basement, you can extend the second floor, and you can build three different rooms on, like, the three sides of the first floor. Mm-hmm. And then once you've built those, you can extend those rooms. So it's just, like, there's a million goddamn house lines <laughs> to just upgrade your house. It totals up to, like, seven million bells or whatever. Hey, why can't you just, like, you know, pay for it? Why do you need these loans? Because that's how you... They, they do the work first, and then you pay them. <laughs> It's like the inverse. You don't pay up front. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't matter. If you have the money, you just pay off the loans, really. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically... So, they've 
if they have this thing where it's like you're paying all this money to upgrade your house, but then when you're building the upgrades for the town, like new shops and like public works or whatever, basically you're pretty much just paying for those as well, <laughs> even though they're public. Because it's like technically you could wait forever, and the townsfolk would very slowly donate money to it, and then eventually it would complete. Right. But it's like the thing I'm currently building. It's like <coughs> two hundred thousand, and like if you just wait a day, you, the townsfolk donate like four grand, maybe. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so it's like really you just pay for those as well okay so you basically have to put all this money in into everything so but then like they must know that they've put this huge amount of money you know they put you under this pressure to have this huge amount of money so what did they do they just added the tropical island thing and then if you go there at night and catch the bugs you can make like 300,000 quid an hour, probably, per trip, at least. And and you can go back there as many times as you want. So it's just like, they've introduced this new feature, the island thing. But it, it, basically, they introduced it to counteract the fact that everything costs loads of money. Mm. <laughs> like, that's not a good balance. The problem with it, it sounds like, is that you just go to the island for all your needs, then, and therefore negating the need to do that much of the day-to-day, what would be the day-to-day stuff in the town? Yeah, it's like the fruit in your town is <coughs> irrelevant because it gives you virtually no money compared to how much money you can make off the island. Stack fruit. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's the first problem. And then the second problem is another one that some people have pointed out is that like, they've put much more harsh limits on like the time progress of everything. Like, the upgrade for the museum doesn't unlock until until you've played for two weeks and you can't get it any sooner than that it's just like a hard-coded limit of that's the point when that appears and there's other things like that as well like the nightclub and all that sort of stuff have you tried doing the best buy trick (laughs) no i haven't tried that yet (laughs) see if that'll even work on a european coffee that's a good question that'd be weird if it did but yeah it's just so like the literal time progression seems like people have been saying that it's like slower and a lot more of it is locked into specific times rather than just letting you get to it when you get to it. Mm. It's like the weird, like I looked up the unlock conditions for the museum upgrade and it was like two weeks is as soon as you can get it. But then the, the other conditions are like donate some number of things to the museum and it's like if you haven't donated that many things in two weeks what the fuck are you even doing <laughs> that like that's not a condition well unless you don't play it as much as you do maybe no but... I'm pretty sure you would easily manage that even if you only played it pretty infrequently because I, I mean, it's like the whole point is to donate shit to the museum it's <laughs> half the half the game is catching the rare shit and completing your collections I guess yeah so yeah, that's kind of dumb. And then the third problem is one that I is more of a problem that I have with it, which is like nothing's tutorialized, which is sort of good, but also sort of doesn't. You know, you're never quite clear about how things work. Well, it's not that you're not clear about it. It's like there's things that you might never figure out. Oh. I don't think you'd. Ever, I mean, it seems like probably the townsfolk will tell you about certain things when you're talking to them. But it's like, eventually, is like because that's just a random conversation snippet that might happen. So you might not discover this information until some point in the future. And even then, I'm not sure everything will eventually turn up in conversation. It's just like, it seems like there's certain 
mechanics that are never going to be explained. Mm. And when I looked looked it up and was like, wait, hang on. Because the main one that got me was you go and shake the trees to get shit out of them. And like, so you, you get the fruit, obviously, when you shake, shake the trees with fruit on them. Get the fruit! Get the fruit! Get the fruit! <laughs> but then like all the other trees, you can shake them and sometimes money will come out. Or sometimes a beehive will come out. And then the bees will chase you. And then if you leg it inside a building, then the bees go away and then you just pick up the beehive and sell it for cash. But what they don't tell you is you can, you can, it's really dumb. You can catch honeybees, which are just a type of insect that spawn in your town. But the bees that come out of the bees' nest are a distinct, different kind of bee. And I would never have thought that you could even catch catch them because they literally chase you as fast as you've... Uh, pretty much at exactly the same speed as you can run. So if you if you accidentally bump into anything while you're trying to escape them, you're fucked and you just yeah. get stung. <laughs> but I never would have guessed that you could catch them because what actually happens is if you, if you trigger... If you shake the tree and the beehive comes out and then you immediately go into your inventory... Unlike literally everything else in the game, the bees pause. Right. <laughs> oh, weird. So you can switch to your net. Because you, I try, originally I tried to do it by fast switching, because this is another thing that I mentioned last time. Yeah, there yeah. is actually a fast switch for your tools yeah. by pressing the D-pad. So, but if, so I tried doing it that way, but if you do try and hit the fast switch to bring your net out and then attach them, you don't have enough time because they just get to you before you can pull yeah. the net out and swing. But if you go into the menu, the bees pause. And that's like the only thing in the game because time continues when you're in the menu normally. Like you'll see people walking around and like other bugs will fly around. It's just this one specific kind of bee that pauses, lets you pull out the net and then you can swing and then you can catch them. And it's a different kind of bug from the bee and it completes part of your encyclopedia. And it's like, I never would have known to do that. That was kind of weird. How do you find that out? It was, in, it was in a fact. Okay. That I was looking at for another reason. Do you think perhaps there should have been more of a delay before the bee comes out? Well, would that have solved the problem? It's not. Well, it's not a problem of like the mechanic. It's a problem of you never would you have thought that was... it would even have worked like that. Well, no. Maybe if there was more of a delay. Well, it's because of the pausing that makes it possible. Yeah. If if it was possible because there was a delay before the thing came out, that meant you could then go yoink. Yeah. Like I mean, that it would make more sense. But it still doesn't. It, those bees don't appear like any of the other insects in the game. Mm-hmm. In the same, they're even not because it's like a swarm of bees, right. whereas everything else is an individual insect. Like even the honeybees is just a honeybee. Right. See what that would 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 the worrying thing I guess about this is that I would like have the same thought process that perhaps I would when I was playing Viva Pinata, and then go, oh shit, if I can do that with these, what else is affected by this? Yeah, exactly. And then there was like, there's the other uh, the other thing I found out was like there's some insects that only spawn on tree stumps, and the only reason a tree stump would exist is if you cut down a tree and then left the tree stump, because hmm. normally you cut down the tree and then use the spade to dig up the tree stump and it gets rid of it and then you're clear. And it's like so you have to deliberately cut down a tree and then leave a tree stump just to get certain kinds of bugs to spawn. It's like. It probably will tell you that at some point in a random conversation, but I don't think that's a good way of doing it. <laughs> it's like if you're going to have an encyclopedia that is clearly designed for like 100% completion, <coughs> like you get badges for 50% completion and 75% completion, uh-huh. you can't have these things that aren't like that work in completely different ways and then not explain that or not explain that quickly enough. <laughs> it's kind of a bit. 
I don't necessarily have a problem with things like that when they're not explained, but that when they actually fundamentally just go against the mechanics of the game. Yeah. That, that's where I have a problem. It's just, like, super annoying. And I think I mean, it might not have been so bad if it was anything else other than the fact that they pause when nothing else does. <laughs> yeah. That's really that one dumb. really dumb. So, yeah. I play quite a lot of that. I mean, I guess daily. I've I've ceased paying off my loans and building town projects because I also read in this fact, which had never been explained anywhere else, that apparently if you have money in your bank account at the end of the month, you get interest. Oh, cool. And it never says that anywhere else in the game, even in relation to anyone talking about your bank account at the start of the game. Oh, how much is that interest, actually? Uh, it's probably only like 5% or something. Mm. But then again, 5% of like a million is quite a lot. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I've been not paying off any loans or anything and just stashing it all. So when the, tonight, when that ticks over, <laughs> I'll have some more cash, hopefully. Mm. So yeah, that's that. Played quite a lot of it. And I've also been playing quite a lot of other 3DS stuff. Well, mainly, mainly just Fire Emblem. Just grinding more of that. Haven't really been getting any further. I did a couple more of the story missions. The trouble is I've kind of lost... I've lost a sense of how powerful I actually am. Because I look at the enemies and it's like, oh, these are level six tech two, like, upgraded units. And I'm like, can I take those? I don't even know. Do I have to be level six upgraded to match them? Or mm. or am I just naturally more powerful? I kind of lost sight of that at some point. So now I just have to experiment and, like, actually go in and see if I die. And then if, <laughs> if I don't, it's okay. Mm. But it's also starting to get annoying because when they reach that point of being, like, the more upgraded units, they also start getting the skills that you get. The enemies start getting, like, maybe only one, and occasionally. But some of those skills can be a right bastard and completely fuck up any tactics you have. Like, there's one specific... There's one that cocked me up, like, several times, where one specific random enemy will have counter, which is whenever you do a melee attack, you take as much damage as they do. Oh, shit. And that's just instant death. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because a lot of the time the enemies have more health than you for a start. That's one of those weird balancing things, isn't it? It's like Final Fantasy enemies, isn't it? They don't deal very much damage, but they actually have tons and tons more hit points than you tend to. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, that's just, you have to, if you don't see that, you basically just kill yourself. <laughs> you have to use ranged attacks on them. Shit. And even if, even if they attack you and you counterattack, they, oh, that that's what causes you, you well. to take damage as well. Oh, that sucks. I think that would have been acceptable, I think, if it's like if you counter and then the effects don't apply on counter. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of several games have done that, haven't they, in the past, where a counter is like a special yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like an only melee or whatever. Yeah, it's not interruptible. It's not. Um, you could you could probably have immunity to counter, something like that, on your. But, you know, counter itself isn't like a normal attack. Yeah. It's like a new, different category. But then it's just those, like those random, certain of those skills are just extremely... Because uh, I mentioned it before about how you can have enemies that can pass through your unit so you can't form a defensive line. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just sucks. And then there's the like the lethality skill that assassins get where it's just a one-hit kill sometimes. Huh. And <laughs> that just completely sucks. You just can't let them ever attack you. You have to one-hit them before they even get a chance. <laughs> Should you reckon this? Uh, so are you beginning to feel like there are some mechanical problems with Fire Emblem in terms of how they lay out the... Well, it's just... It's the fact that it's 
combined with the idea that your units can permanently die, which, as I've said, has been this whole problem I've had the whole time, where I have to restart fights every time anyone dies, because I'm not willing to let them die, because they're actual characters, because they have character. You're playing their stories. Yeah, I'm playing this, like... I should have had it on casual mode, where they just... If they die in battle, they just survive after the end of the battle. Does casual mode also affect, like, battle difficulty? No, it's actually separate. Okay, yeah, that sounds like a... Yeah, but everyone said, everyone said no. before I started it, like, you want, if you want the problem Fire Emblem experience, you can play it with permadeath on And I thought, at the time, I thought it was because it would be like XCOM, where you could just get more units. Yeah, <laughs> but it's and, not. and like, perhaps play their story from the start. But... Yeah, but it's not. You don't have that. You're actually disadvantaged permanently if that happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, that's the problem with that. That, that probably would have solved it if, yeah, you could pick up other characters and perhaps their story could have... Replaced, like... Yeah, I, I suppose the difficulty is... Because it's not just a story, it's also, like, the bonus of their relationships giving them in stat bonuses or whatever. Yeah, and others... Well, we had this. I mean, we may have had this discussion before, because I can never quite work out if there are stories that you might not see in one playthrough because of certain combinations of units. Well, or... pretty, sort of. It's like when you get to the S rank where you get married, obviously you can only do one of those per pair of people. Yeah, but, the, but, so the, but of... you could mix up the pairings, can you? Yeah. And then, okay. So yeah, if they could have a system, perhaps, if there were enough of these side stories, where if you lost guys, that they could potentially fill in a different side story. Yeah. And then, you know, because I guess, I guess where where the system wouldn't work is if you end start, ended up getting repeating stories. Yeah. Like you bring in a new guy and he has exactly the same story as the guy you lost. Yeah. Then, then perhaps that system falls down, which is a bit of a challenge and a bit of a... Yeah, um, a content problem. But if they pulled that off, then that makes that system make a whole lot more sense. Yeah, it's just a, like... Would it be better if, perhaps if people died, they had one of these like bleed-out timers, a bit like how XCOM does? Well, I mean, that's just like a mitigation thing. That's not actually really solving the problem. <laughs> no, but, but but then it makes it... Well, I guess, but then perhaps you know, the fact that it gives you a chance to make some of these mechanics it's that, we're not, yeah, yeah, that we're not so keen about a bit more manageable. Yeah, maybe. I don't, yeah, the idea of permadeath and situations you can do fuck all about. I mean, that's what really wound me up about doing some XCOM missions, and those were the only times I reloaded that game, was when a series of dice rolls that were just so unbelievably unlucky just yeah. happened that fucked up your key members of the team. Yeah. And it's like, well, oh, this is fucked. It's like, uh, and I had no hand in anything. You know, if this had just played out very slightly differently, like one of the dice rolls came up as a as a negative instead of a critical fucking hit then it's like this would have worked out very, very differently and I'd have been okay with it. Yeah. Like, the difference between losing one guy and losing the whole squad would have been, you know, sometimes comes down to one fucking dice roll and it's like, that that shit winds me up. It's like... I think the devs should just monitor bad luck, bad luck. Okay, this guy's having really bad luck. Okay, so let's <laughs> flip something. Yeah, let's just make it normal again for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you manage that. Because I'm sure it is purely luck. Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, maybe you should mitigate bad luck. Well, the whole idea of XCOM's way of doing it was that you could, like... Because it was... was, People dug down into the way the random seed worked, where it's almost like assigning a positive and negative outcome to each action in order. So if you do the actions in a different order, the outcomes will still be the same, but you could just waste the bad things on things that don't matter. Oh, I see. Yeah, so, well, you could do... So if you know in advance that the third move is going to be shit. Yeah, you can just do it on something that oh, doesn't realize, matter. Oh, I didn't realise that was how it worked. I think that's how it worked. I, yeah, I thought it was like the seed was based on 
uh, was like based more on not just you know, where, where the seed was in sequence, like good turn, bad turn, la 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 la. But then there was actually like it was sort of related to the actions you took, also affected the randomizer. So if you did, say, you moved a unit one square differently, that affected the outcome of that attack. Well, probably, well I mean, probably yeah. to some extent. I don't know, but people dug down into it and discovered the like, <laughs> you know, you can game it, but then there's no. Election. Why would you do that? Yeah, you don't yeah. want to. Well, as an aside. Yeah. Uh, apparently the iOS version of XCOM is seriously good. <laughs> well, of course, it's the same goddamn game. I know, but we haven't really talked. But you know, it's, it, it is. You no, know, it's not cut down in any way. It is. It is XCOM, and that's yeah, that's commendable. They didn't take any shortcuts. Really. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So then, the last thing that I played on 3DS before I get onto anything else I played, mm. <laughs> I decided to finally stick in a regular DS game and see what the ridiculous oh, yeah. scaling actually it, looks like. Look? Yeah, I think it looks fine. It's not nearly as blurry as I thought it might be, because, mm. you know, for scaling up that size. There we go, I did only play Meteos. <laughs> Which, I mean, there's not much to see there. It's like squares. The, the, the slightly bigger screens must be nice for that. Sort of. I'm not sure if it was just that my touchscreen was misconfigured, but I seem to be having trouble hitting the things that I wanted sometimes. Yeah. I had that problem when I went back to my slightly dodgy DS and I was like, <laughs> I wonder what Meteos is like. You like, could play it on that. It was pretty tricky. But yeah, so I played some Also, Meteos. I forgot how small the fucking blocks are in that game. Yeah, they're pretty goddamn small. Yeah. There's a lot of them. It's, it's yeah. You, uh, I've lost pretty much all of my Meteos ability. Oh, I, I haven't. <laughs> I'm still awesome. <laughs> Modest too. Yeah. yeah. But the, the thing about Meteos is like, well, the thing about Meteos on the DS is now my 3DS has these, <laughs> has the, now you can tell I've played Meteos on it where there's just vertical lines on the bottom screen on the oh, top yeah, yeah, where yeah, you can the... slightly see the very slight scratching <laughs> from repeated moving only up and down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened. I remember that well. It's a lot more visible on my old DS because yeah, yeah. I played that so much. I, I, I try to think what your hour count must have been on the original media. I you could look. I'm sure it's quite a lot. It must be crazy. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a, it was a damn fine game. If they, I wonder if they could make like a fancy Wii U version of it, but then I suppose you're looking at the screen the whole time, so maybe it doesn't work on anything <laughs> other than a handheld. Yeah, there's no reason to have a TV in that situation. And it kind of has to work with a stylus as well. Yeah. Because they did that Meteos Wars on Xblar, and I tried playing that for a bit, but it just really isn't the same game when you're trying to put it on a controller. And, then, and like the Disney Meteos, where they added where you can move blocks sideways, it's like, what?! Oh, that's that's breaking the rules. Get through half the game. <laughs> yeah, you've made it so much easier. I suppose it was like you know trying to make, perhaps it was a specific move to try and tone it down for the audience. Yeah, but, I guess because it was kind of you could end up being totally screwed if you were really unlucky with the block layout. Well, that was half the skill. It was like learning. It was like the whole idea of the different planets having different effects. Yeah, like where you find the bastard planets where like. So horizontal launches don't work, only vertical launches actually yeah, make yeah, it go. So, so you have to, yeah, like chain up a few horizontal ones to get a big group together, but then when you've got up a certain combo, then you can use the vertical one to make it just disappear. Yeah. God, that was, it was a really clever game, I have to say. Meteos, I have, I have a strong place in my heart for Meteos, and it had a lot of similarities with Smash Brothers in a strange way. Well, like the menu is practically yeah. the same. The, even the musical style yeah. in places was very similar, and... Yeah, it was a, that was a really quality game. Yep. But I'm not sure if they could replicate that on any other system. No. Other than perhaps a new version for the 3DS. Or, or like a touch device, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but you'd have to make things really big to work with your finger. Well, 
Yeah. You, know, you might have to work. You could get has got quite a big screen compared yeah, to Yeah, but even... Yeah, you may you may be able to get it to work on it if you held the iPad horizontally. Yeah. Well, wow. different had... planets could have the horizontal or vertical, like they did in <laughs> meteors, I guess. I know, but the well, yeah, I guess in general. But you need the horizontal space is probably more important than the vertical space. Maybe I don't know. It's such a unless it would force you to rotate the device to say, "Hey, this is a vertical level." Well, yeah, I mean but... that's what I was thinking. Clearly, you want it on your um, Surface Pro with the stylus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or a, some, a Galaxy Note. <laughs> That was all the 3DS. And then there was like one PC game, which I'm probably not going to talk about much because I think we may want to do a video of it and I don't want to spoil things for Rob. Alright, yeah, fine. (laughs) I downloaded the uh, Rogue Legacy. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. It's pretty awesome. Although there is kind of like some... I don't know if I'd call them like difficulty humps. It's more like you sort of hit a point where you have to have a good run. Well, it's basically like... It is a a roguelite. Yeah, they call it a roguelite, which is a dumb term. Because we're already misusing roguelite so much. Now let's add an even more... (laughs) What's a roguelite game again? That's where you die a lot, basically. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally not what it means, but that's why everyone uses it. What's an original roguelite? Well, okay. Rogue Light was you liked the game Rogue. Rogue. Okay, I played Rogue. So, <laughs> but what everyone uses it for now is just like permadeath, which not not actually permadeath. It's like when your character dies, you start over. You start over, but you may keep some of the things. Well, no, but that's what that's what everyone is offended by the idea of a Rogue Light where you keep stuff after you die. Or isn't? Well, because. Surely Spelunky's a little bit like that because you, only you, very you make, slightly. Yeah, you make some. Your effect on the world is still felt. Well, you make the shortcuts, but that doesn't actually help you. I guess because if you skip half a level, you don't get the chance to build up the reserves of stuff. It's Spelunky. Mm-hmm. It sort of almost makes it harder. <laughs> but that was a trick, well, I guess, with a lot of old arcade games, wasn't it? So, so well, I could go from the, this stage, but then I will be in an upgraded state. Yeah. So it, it's actually easier if I play from the start. So yeah, the Rogue Legacy is, they're calling it a Rogue Light, which I mean, it, that this has quite a lot of persistence between lives, because the idea is it's your, like, your children will avenge you. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like a, um, what was it, Infinity Blade does that. Wow. If yeah. you die, well, you, you can't finish it for quite some time. You have to go through the game like several times, so, each time you die, you get all your equipment and keep your level for the next It's actually run. kind of, kind of ingenious how it does limit it in, in Rogue Legacy, though, because the I when you die, all you get to keep is your money, but whatever upgrades you buy with the money carries over to your next, you know, to your children. But when you enter the castle again, you lose all your money. So you have to spend... You can, <laughs> oh, I see. You can only spend however much money you can make in one run. And then, you know, if you can't spend all of it, if there's leftovers, you just don't get to keep that. And if you haven't, that's why there's like this. What I didn't, what I don't class as like a difficulty hump, but there's like you reach a point where you're only making so much per run, but all the upgrades you want are slightly more than that. <laughs> so you just have to keep running through it and hope that you get a slightly better run to just reach the amount oh, of cash. So it suffers from the possibility of actually getting sort of stuck. Yeah, sort of. Huh. That's that. That does sound like a flaw to me in that in that in that idea. I mean, kind of. But I mean. I, I mean, is there like a leveling system so like your character gets like stronger? Stuff? Well, I mean, like, all, the, all the equipment. Yeah, it's like everything that you pay for. 
is like, you know, more... You have literal stat upgrades that affect your characters, and then you have equipment that you can... Oh, so you have to buy the stats as well? Yeah. Okay. So there's normally... Normally, regardless, there's always something... I haven't had a run where there's literally nothing I could buy. There's always something that's cheap enough to use up some of my money. So what I'm saying, is it possible to have like the shittest of shit runs and basically go back to literally back to the start? So you have like no money and it's like, what the fuck do I do? Well, you, but you still keep all your upgrades, so it doesn't matter. Even if you have a, li- I have had like literally. I thought you said you had to buy them for each run. No, you buy them and it's permanent upgrades. Oh, I see. Okay, so you keep all you keep all your equipment. Yeah, you keep all the upgrades, but you but you then actually have to earn enough for the next level. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's not so bad. So obviously the upgrades become more and more expensive. That could have been really funny if you had like the worst run ever, and you just go, "Oh, fuck! I'm, right. I'm pretty much back at the start." <laughs> that would be that would be more more roguelike. It would, yeah. <laughs> that would be more like harsh penalty. Or maybe there's time. a hard mode in this game you unlock that's like that. Maybe. But yeah, so you run through and kill things. It's pretty awesome. Alright, so video coming yeah, up, we'll probably. probably do a video of that. Okay. The idea is that I want Rob to play it, because if you go in blind to that, it's probably more funny. <laughs> so the learning curve is the interesting bit, you, you say, in that game. Well, sort of the learning curve and the way, it, like, just, I'm not even sure how to describe it, like the character of the game, I guess. Okay. It's like... When you see it, if you see like a video or a screenshot, it's just like a platformer with a dude with a sword and you hit things. But <laughs> there's like the, the sort of character of it, like the basically it's all about your you can, your different children have different traits and that can be quite funny. But I you know I don't want to talk about it any more than that because <laughs> then Rob can see it yeah. and we'll maybe have some entertainment from it. Woo, woo. Alright then. So yeah, there's that, and that was pretty much it, I guess. I can't remember anything else off the top of my head. And we've talked, you know, the podcast is nearly over, so we've got to move on. Don't cool, yeah. You, uh, you played Slum War, Kerbal. Yeah, I'm most people playing Kerbal. Um, I'm shit at it. Uh, I, I think <laughs> Not I was, that bad. I think I was just, I fluked it getting to the moon and back. I don't know how I managed that. I, um, now when I try and redesign my heavy lifting rocket, it just constantly explodes. Yeah, you're having the problem that I thought you would, but somehow you didn't the first time, where the, the joints between the tanks blow up all the time. Yeah, a lot of that. I've had trouble where, um, where it blows up, and then I add. No, no, no. What happens? It gets less reliable when I add more struts. Yeah. <laughs> That, so it's like, that always yeah. sucks. Um, yeah, sometimes. Like I, I was trying to. Well, it's because you can work. like because the straps are like actually really solid compared to what you'd think they are, considering how thin they look. Yeah. It's like if you strut across between things that can wobble sideways, and then there's a joint in the middle, they can pull that joint apart like easier than the vertical can. If you see what I mean? So would you have to strap vertically as well? Yeah, you have to think about like which parts are vibrating in which direction to make it more stable. Sometimes, right. okay. I need to work out a bit more because I basically had um, my main design had it was the the full diameter, yeah, the, the thick ones. ones. Yeah, so one in the middle and four on the outside. Yeah, and then they were connected to each other, but also to, to the central the one, one yeah. which you can't do if you have six around, obviously, because no. there's not enough space to connect them to the middle one yeah. so then you're in trouble so i had four which was less but then i tried putting i wanted more thrust on the first stage because it wasn't didn't have enough velocity so i put solid boosters in the gap yeah uh, as you do as you do i don't and that worked okay 
for a while. But then, like, I was randomly getting it where... So when I... It, it blew up, and then I look at the report. Yeah, and the first thing in the report... First. The first thing in the report was always... Structural the, failure yeah. between something. And it was always the engine has fallen off the fuel tank. Right. And what would happen is, as well, you could see when it fell off or when it happened, sometimes the engine would move stages, like it would go straight to the first stage. It was in the bottom stage in the, on the on the um, UI, oh, right, on the yeah. left. And then it, when it failed, it moved. Well, that's sort of due to, like, it's always, it always wants to show you engines that are still active, but they were still firing and the fuel was going down or yeah. whatever. But it had moved, and you know, you, I knew something was wrong. You could drag it back, but it's like something is going horribly wrong. And it's like it works sometimes, but then when I try to improve it, it gets worse. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Maybe I'll look at it. You can load it it's up. It's not very good. I'll, I'll have a look at it. No, that. you could probably you just come up with something better. need to do, like, structural lessons. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be... I think I just fluked it at first. I, I don't know. Because I Black wanted to get... designs. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I wanted to get a little bit more fuel up there, you know? Yeah. And my staging was a bit wrong because... I mean, it was okay because the, the first stage... Is that right? The first stage got me to 10,000 feet, yeah. which is when you want to tilt over, basically. Right, yeah. Uh, but then... The second stage was a bit too big because it got me to my eight, uh, the, to my orbital height, yeah. the apoprosis thing, which yeah. we're at like a hundred thousand kilometers. Yeah, whatever, whatever orbital height you want. Really. Yeah, but then it still had some fuel left. But it was really awkward to maneuver because that's Cause super huge. Yeah. yeah, so then that, to do the boost to circularize the orbit, it didn't have enough. Right. Uh, but it would randomly blow up at that point because it was like too much, <laughs> okay. too much power. So I got too much fuel up there and it was in the wrong stage. So what I needed was a bigger third stage, right. third stage and a smaller second stage. So I was trying to get that to work, um, uh, but not having much luck, uh, basically. Because I was trying to get more fuel in the third stage. But the trouble was my third stage was only one thick. Yeah, the fuel. Uh, but then if you add more to that, it gets longer and then it gets wobbly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wobbly. Yeah, and then it doesn't even fit in the a building like, like sometimes. Uh, so well, it depends. I changed my lander to I just because I was I just wanted to get a decent rocket, so I loaded up the lander from the examples and just tried to build a rocket underneath. Right. Yeah. Rather than my insane got off the wiki Apollo Eleven, which Style, had the, yeah. which was awesome because I did the, the, the flipping over and the landing, and that that was super cool. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm not having much luck. And then and then I tried. I sometimes it was like, oh, okay, I've got some of the rocket boosters. But it's falling apart on the engines. So I add more and it works better mysteriously. <laughs> and then it's like, I don't know. It's mysterious. I, 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 I feel like... And also, it's very irritating when you're trying to build the thing and the things don't snap on properly. And it's like, there's no reason why. Because if you look at it from a slightly different direction, then sometimes it will yeah, snap. Yeah, it's, it's the things where you've got like a four symmetry and yeah. you're trying to attach radial. And then for some reason that just doesn't go sometimes. No. And you're just like jiggling it around a while. <laughs> and then, oh, look, it goes. <laughs> and it's like... I had at one point where I put them in separately because they weren't fitting in on the full symmetry. <laughs> oh, no. But then you're in real trouble because the fuel, like, I, presumably because of my pipes, the fuel was pumping at different rates into different parts and different engines were, like, stopping at different times for no fucking reason. Well, you have to be careful with the fuel pipes because it's always, like, it always, <laughs> it always drains the furthest out tanks first yeah. into the middle and in the direction that you 
attach them, so you have to make sure you always go oh. out to the inner. Oh, I didn't know that. The pipes have little arrows on them in case you... Oh, do they? Yeah, okay. so you can see which way around your So you always connect the strap from the middle to the... Yeah, from the outer, outer tanks to the inner tanks, right. and then that's the direction the fuel flows as well. Oh, shit, okay. That but then the, other, the other trouble with that is that you also... There's no way to control that. So if you've got them attached outer to inner, they'll always drain... Into the middle. Into the middle, so the outer will always run out first. First, okay. You can't use it to, like, distribute the fuel, really. And there's no way to just to add the structural support without that fuel pumping. Well, no, the struts are different from the pipes. But the struts do... No, the struts don't. Strut, strut struts are only structural. They right, say okay. they... Anything that says it can transfer fuel, that just means you can manually transfer fuel. Right, okay. Like, the pipes are only for automatic. Oh, I see. Okay, I need to... Maybe I need to add some pipes, then, in some places or something. I don't know. I know, they were running out at just the right time unless they got confused. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck's sake. And I, I got really annoyed at it at one point. It's like, god damn it, this should work. I've got so many fucking struts. God damn it. It's like covered in struts. Yep. It didn't help. Sometimes too many is just bad And enough. it's such a simple design as well. I've seen some crazy ass ones, but if you just Google Monrocket on Google Images, yep. they've all got that ridiculous, like, asparagus Well, yeah, fancy shit. asparagus. Thing. Yeah. I never really used that. <laughs> That's like a cheap trick, though. Yeah, I yeah, I hope they patch that out because it's dumb. But I hope they make it a little bit easier, at least to get to fucking orbit with a decent amount of fuel. It's not that hard. You just haven't hit it yet, I don't think. No. Well, you're well, so the thing. This is part of the original anyway. challenge of the game, isn't it? It's just like it's a, the whole game is this learning curve. Yeah. Well, it's yes. fine. It's just it just explodes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a learning curve that really shouldn't be there. It's like if everything was a bit more of like that report at the end where it just says structural failure between this yeah, and this. Yeah, it doesn't tell like, you which one it was. Or <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. It's like it needs like that old, like the bridge building game. It, yeah. It's like it needs a stress mode where it just colours it by stress. Or, yeah. <laughs> or you could have, does the game offer you replays? Not, well, you no. can launch the same rocket again. <laughs> yeah, and no. to watch as carefully as you can. Yeah, that's what you really want, just to be able really to go work. back in time a little bit and go, okay, let's uh, see if we can spot what we're wrong. Well, the trouble is that when something does go wrong, it's it just vanishes. Kind of yeah. <laughs> it's just going poof. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. It's like, it's cool. I like it. I, and I like doing all the moves and stuff. It was fun landing on the moon and stuff. Yeah. I'd quite like to be able to go to another planet, but I don't think I'll have enough fuel unless I get it up I there. still never... I, the few times that I've tried to do planetary stuff, I still barely even have enough fuel to... I mean, I could, <coughs> I've managed parachute landings on other planets. Right. But, you know, you don't need any fuel then. <laughs> as long as yeah. you hit the planet, you're good. <laughs> I thought I might experiment with the nuclear engine for the third stage, but, well, the but nuclear it's so engine, small. The nuclear engine is awesome in space because it's so insanely fuel efficient. That's all you need. But it does. It really has like super low power. So if you're doing trying to do like the planet transition on only a nuclear engine, it will take fucking forever. Right. Like on my. But can like, you have like three of them? Yeah, if you do like five or something, you can. Do get they them. need fuel then? Yeah. How do they work? They yeah. work on the normal fuel. Yeah, it's not actually nuclear. Oh. <laughs> nuclear like just nuclear just is an excuse for how efficient they are. Oh, it's just right. like the ion engine things. So. No, no, they're literally the supposed to be nuclear engines, which is dumb now. I realised. Yeah. I thought that was just like, oh, this will just work forever. No. The ion engines are a different thing, and they're only tiny for, like, tiny little probes or satellites. Yeah. And they run on different fuel. Electric, yeah. Well, electric and xenon. Right. For the actual ion engines. Right, yes. But that'll last for ages. Yeah, that will last forever. 
but the, that's even slower. <laughs> I was yeah. experimenting doing like where I was just building like a massive array of like twenty iron engines with tons of fuel to see if it will ever get up to a decent maneuvering speed, and it really doesn't. Right. And when you've got that many engines attached to thing, everything gets really fucking wobbly. Yeah. <laughs> even under that tiny amount of rust. So yeah, iron engines not really useful for pretty much anything, really. I would be interested to know what your basic heavy lifter design is. Well, I guess I can show you. Maybe. That'd be cool. Or just hash one up and (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Yeah, give me a go. So we'll see. More videos happen then, maybe. Maybe. You're just seeing my designs failing spectacularly. That's the best bit. We need a name for this feature. Dan fails at Curve Space right now. (laughs) That'll do. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that's that. that. Um, Cape Dan. Space Center. I'm still thinking of buying um, uh, Forza Horizon just for a laugh, for a nice summer game. It's, uh, it seems quite well suited as a summer game, I'll give you that. Yeah, I quite like just driving, like in GTA, so if there's like a game where there's the occasional I can just drive around, and then there's the occasional event, that'd be fun. <laughs> also, with proper car physics, rather than Burnout Paradise. Exactly. <laughs> well, that you're, that, you're so fast, you're going to run out of road like in no time, like and you're in a city, Yes. whereas at least with well, Forza Horizon, you've got like Colorado. Half the map is city yeah. in Burnout Paradise, but I think it'd be could be fun, but I, I have it on Amazon Price Tracker, and it got down to twenty two quid, and I think it just went back up to twenty seven. So. Yeah. And which is fascinating if you ever see those Amazon tri- price trackers, because the price changes on everything all the time. Hmm. Like even if it's just like fifty p, but doesn't they tracking like their reseller things? Because they track always, those as well. They track those as well, but I always go for that. Oh, okay, <laughs> so you can choose to track pure Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Because it's Prime eligible as well. I've got that thing as well, so I don't have to pay the postage. Yeah, looking for an excuse to use your Prime. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's no real reason for it. Uh, yeah, so... I'm Except the fact that, that it would get, get you out of paying for postage if you pre-ordered an Xbox. <laughs> would it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Prime eligible. But... Yeah, I'm still leaning towards PS4, but I think money-wise it's going to be just buy a graphics card currently. Unless I suddenly get a pay rise or another job or something. Yeah, there is still that the question of whether the Xbox's higher price is going to be a problem. For whom? Well, for, for Microsoft, you know, or for people wanting one. Yeah, I don't think it'll matter at launch. No, but you know, the, but the you know the immediate after launch zone where there may not be quite so such good availability, or the people that didn't go launch are probably umming and ahhing about whether they can or not, or you know, I wonder if it will hurt them. I still think this can always connected connect thing because I'm I think Joe Public doesn't necessarily know about that and when they come when it comes around to launch and they're actually queuing out to buy one and then they realise uh, oh it's got this camera that's always on they're gonna be like what it's fine I'll wrap a towel in it or I'll just turn it off at the plug when I'm not using yeah it. literally can I buy an Xbox One please and a roll of electrical tape yeah thanks. <laughs> The Mad Cat's Connect cover. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, I did see... Nico. Specially Nico. moulded bit of plastic that just slips nicely. Yeah. Nico did announce something that pleased me, because I looked up, by the way, that, um, that um, you can't... It is difficult to get HDMI uh, audio out of HDMI uh, for my purposes. Like, So I can plug HDMI into that monitor, but I can't okay. get the audio out of it. Right. Um, and you can buy things that that extract it but they're expensive they're like 50 quid hmm. or plus or whatever but 
just around E3, Nico announced, because they realised that all the consoles would have this problem, they announced a little connector. It won't be 50 quid, it looked like, I would presume. Well, yeah. so, the, um, that just extracts the audio and yeah, puts it into and like passes a phone through. stream. Or... Yeah, and passes through the rest onto... Uh, onto okay. uh, uh, and So you'd have to have two HDMI cables, but that's fine. Oh, what, so it would split HDMI into something, another HDMI cable, yeah. but one just carrying audio? No, no, it's like HDMI in and HDMI out, plus two left and right. Oh, me. just just white-red? Okay. Yeah, white-red, yeah. yeah. So that's what I need, so... Hmm. Uh, I'd be more interested if they could convert it to Spadiff, but <laughs> get some optical going on. I think Spadiff comes out of the console anyway, but I can't put that Hopefully, into my yeah. um, into my setup. You're basically fucked when you go and get your new consoles and you have to deal with I'll your... Have to, I'll, have yeah. to, so I'll have to colour console. From the yeah. from the setup, like move the Xbox to my PC or something. Because your your ancient ass amp already barely handles what you have. It, I, it yeah. If it's a, if my amp supported HDMI audio, then I wouldn't have a problem. But I currently have to. I was lucky my Skybox supported coax audio. Um, yeah. If it wasn't for that, then I would already be fucked. Um, but then I'm, that might not be a problem if I'm feeding HDMI from the Skybox <coughs> into the xbox if that works i guess if that shit all comes together <laughs> yeah and and if the skybox can send surround through hdmi i don't know if it can but mm-hmm. blah. i haven't got very long to talk about my games no, how many have you got uh a few okay oh, so i'm gonna try and thrash them out well, okay. thrash out the ones you don't care about so much all right so well the one okay uh, the one i don't care about so well i do care about it but there's not much to talk about i played a bit more dmc yeah, awesome. it's still awesome for Zoom. It's still amazing, but shit, that's getting fucking hard now. I'm past the halfway point on Son of Sparta difficulty. Yeah. And it's like, they're just throwing the most awkward combinations of enemies at me now, and it's like, oh, this, this is fucking hard. Do you care about that shit, Zach? Out of interest. Well, are you going to play that? I'm, I'm not interested enough to really care about it in order to, like, buy, buy it, it, unless it was <laughs> extremely cheap. But it's pretty- I was going to digital lend it to you so, yep, so when we get to the game of the year considerations. Yeah, that would make everything a lot easier for us. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Hurry up, Steve. Maybe quick. that's another video we need to do. You play the first few levels of DMC or something on a video stream. Maybe. Like, it's, yeah, I, I, I hope you like it because it's friggin' awesome. Problem is, is that that game is not very compatible with my hands, I suppose, for when I'm if I jump from that to dust, oh, right. I get the control schemes kind of mixed up. Right. Like I'll be used because they use different different but similar buttons for dodging, like DMC uses the bumpers and Dust uses the triggers. Right. So I keep pushing the wrong buttons between like attack by default on DMC is Y, but it's X on Dust. Um oh, that speaking kind of thing. So I, I get I get really fucked up. But I've played a lot more Dust. Speaking of ridiculous controller things very briefly, mm. that that Rogue Legacy game it's on the PC, but frankly, you need an Xbox controller to play that because really? <laughs> because basically, once you get once you get the ability to use a, it's basically like a slide that boosts you forwards. Mm. You really need that on triggers because there's no way you can do that on a keyboard to be pushing left and right. And it's no convenient way. Anyway. No, no. So yeah. All right. I'm using an Xbox controller for that again. Okay, right, shut up. Yep. Um, there's <laughs> talking about dust. Yeah, du- I've played a lot more dust. That game is lasting longer than I thought it would. And I've been um, so tempted to buy that. <laughs> Waiting for the sale. The I've, sale. That's Steam Summer Sale. Probably two weeks away. Um, I saw the. Uh, I saw you play that. It's, I saw the artwork work for it's that. It's fucking awesome. Amazing looking. Well. Uh, uh, doesn't appeal to me at all. For some reason, it's like anathema to me. Like, I couldn't care less about it. For some reason, it was like a complete turn-off, but I can see how that's, like, It's aesthetically cool. lovely, but just not for you. 
maybe yeah. i just don't like i can see the skill in the aesthetics in the design mm. and in the artwork but it's oh, absolutely oh, not my thing at all oh well yeah I, I i get that where a lot of people get turned off by the character designs and we yeah. talked about that before the yeah. sort of there's a, the there's a, there's a, there's a section where you see dust like he takes his hat off oh no and it's like oh god you really shouldn't have done that <laughs> like he was causing the serious before yeah now we look yeah the moment when he does that it looks like a pansy and you're like this is weird oh put your hat back fortunately he puts it back on like after like a minute and you're like all is right with the world again um but yeah that game was really good i think the past the halfway point there's a section which uh is there's a sort of like a gloomy little graveyardy sort of section and the mountains scene but it seems to drag for a while right because there's no real story progression during that phase and Blah, blah 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 blah. But by the end, you get by the time you get to the end of those points, the kind of some of the secrets get revealed, so it's got interesting again. But did it get like dark, like I suspected that I'd heard right, it? Well, I did. That game toys with the concept of racist genocide. <laughs> yeah, that's what I it's, sort of heard. It's fucking bleak in yeah. places. <laughs> Okay. But then, like, sort of sweeps that under the carpet, and then, like, oh, let's go, let's do some more lighthearted stuff. But the actual base plot line is that. Um, this spoilers. general guy. Well, yes, yeah, sort of spoilers. You figure that you find out most of this after like two hours, um, like just after where I'd got to last time we talked. Yeah, you, like uh, yeah, so General Gaius basically goes on a hate campaign against the Moonbloods, and um, which are this mysterious race that is never really talked about for much of the game. So we find out war at some point. Yeah, uh, uh, well, you sort of do. Yeah, but. Yeah, and it's just it's basically a campaign of genocide, and um, sounds like Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, healthy moonbloods. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit. It's yeah, it's a, but it, but it doesn't really go too hard on that. And there are a couple of moments in the story where some characters die, right? And you're just like, oh shit, that, that's that you weren't really expecting to die, and you're like, oh oh really? Okay, um, balls. <laughs> <laughs> And, and there's just some moments where it's, the way they treat death sometimes is just so casual. Like it's like they go like heavy at some moments, and then there are other moments where it's just like, eh. Like there's a character, there's a boss you kill early on in the game, but but when they say that you, they're referring to things as actually you killing them. You're not just like knocking them out or stuff like that. They make a deal of you you're killing them. Right. And at one point, there's just one bit of dialogue where it's just like, yeah, you were right to kill him, and you're just like. That seems kind of a light sentence about someone you thought was previously your friend, and it's just like you were right to kill him. It's just sort of said so offhand that it's like, uh, okay. So some of the tone stuff is a bit weird, I have to say. But like, I almost wish they went more with the dark path because the dark path is really quite interesting. <laughs> um, but no, I love the combat in that game. I spent I've spent way too long just fucking about in the world rather than progressing. Right, like just trying to like make combos. Uh, what? Well, yeah, I'm making the mistake of uh, I went for the thousand hit combo. And yeah, got, and got that eventually. That took friggin' ages. <coughs> I perhaps did that. Well, the problem is if you leave that too late, you get too strong, so you don't deal. Yeah, you don't need you as many hits. <laughs> There's like a sweet spot you know, where you need to be like just powerful enough oh. um, to pull it off. Uh, so I, I wonder if it's possible you could miss that stuff unless you use one of the items that cripple you or start a new game yeah you know that kind of stuff so it was uh, that was kind of fun trying to achieve um, but I've been I think I've been doing the sort of Metroidvania thing too much because it doesn't really work that well as you go back to an area yeah. go to the areas I, I now realise I can reach um, because you don't, uh, you don't the story doesn't really force you to backtrack you yeah. go there of your own will or you want to do a side quest right and it's like so there are a lot of places where you go to this area and it's like oh I still can't do that or 
There's, uh, I've forgotten quite what the thing was. It doesn't mark, doesn't mark it on the map like explicitly. But it's you, like you, this yeah. is where you need to go if you have the water. <laughs> yeah, no, it shows you areas where there's still stuff to find, but it doesn't tell you what you need to do yeah, if you don't remember. The, the, the map isn't that detailed to sort of say, "Hey, this is a like in Metro, this is a wave gun door." Yeah. Or, um, something like that. So it's like sometimes I've been backtracking a lot and going, oh fuck, we've got like less than a minute. Yep. Uh, little Inf- just like that. Little Inferno, uh, made by the world of goo guys. I completed it, worth a play. Not much I can say except you burn shit and burning shit is cool. Um, <laughs> uh, the rest of the game is spoiler tastic. Has a message in there similar to Spec Ops. You have been warned. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> Lol. That's the minor spoiler warning, but I thought it was pretty cool. Quite aesthetically nice. Good fire effect. Good fire <laughs> well, so. That would be the yeah. key to the whole game, right? Uh, apparently the iOS version is pretty sweet as well, although I played the PC version and it's just fine. Mm, cool. uh, not really a game. No. <laughs> but, well, that's it. And that's it. Uh, yeah, I'll, nothing else really important to say. Cool. Well, we'll <laughs> hear more next time. Yeah, Rob will have to go first next time. Indeed, uh, yes. Yeah. That is the contract that will be fulfilled. I will do an interview. Thanks for joining us on the Zanacast. Goodbye, everyone who is listening to this. Goodbye. Goodbye, my friend.